Recorded live. There are one participants in the meeting. Yo, yo, yo! All right, you able to hear me? Yes. What's going on, my uh, brother? How are you? Hey, chilling, man. Chilling. I'm doing well. How about you, brother? Doing good, man. Getting over a cold, man. Some sinus uh, going on, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel that, man. It's, I think it has, you know, a lot to do with many things. You know, uh, the weather, obviously, springtime coming, pollen coming through. No, but the you already know the activities in the skies as well, brother. <laughs> Cars are covered with pollen, right? Everything was green oh, yeah. yesterday, man. Sucks. Yeah. I feel you on that. Where you stay at? I'm in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Oh, okay. No doubt. I'm in uh, uh, St. Augustine, Florida. So That's what's up. similar similar climate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, same with me, man. Car covered in pollen all over the place. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, I'm outside right now, you know, chilling, enjoying the nice air. Uh, watching that pollen fly around as we speak. <laughs> What's up, man? Yes, sir. But yeah, man, are we uh are we live right now? No, no, I'm trying to uh get a couple things done on the back end. Appreciate that. That's that's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah uh, it's cool. Never you know really got to meet you or anything like that. Not uh don't have too much expectations in regards to uh yeah. the particular podcast. It's just uh it's time to uh allow you know the the voice to be heard in regards to uh some of the things that you know the experiences in my life just to add you know a key to the uh, collective consciousness Definitely. because bro you know as, as we and in, in you're providing the platform for that you know what i'm saying and as we you know continue to uh um expand and and add to the collective consciousness man the ones who see this stuff and the ones who are waking up to these types of things uh, it just adds to that and kind of pieces things together for everybody. Yep. So, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. And that's exactly why, you know, now I've been quiet for, for a long, for quite some time in regards to uh, some pretty, uh, pretty big experiences that I, um, you know, I feel I might be able to just, uh, re- someone might resonate with some of the words that I say, you know, and it may just be the catalyst yeah. to help wake them up as well. So, you know, all i'm here for i'm not promoting anything i have nothing to promote uh i don't care about fiat currency notes (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's just out here and you're out here spreading the word as well and you know it's time to to join in that you know um oh yeah it's been the call in my life that's what it's about dude being able to speak that message freely uh, you know that's a that's a huge step you know what i'm saying for a lot of people 100 to me it's not anymore because there's so many years behind me you know, of I've been course. talking about this stuff for a long time, but I'm mentioning it a lot. A lot of my friends are like, you probably shouldn't talk about that. You don't need to talk about <laughs> mushrooms on the internet. And, you know what? You know what I'm saying? What if your boss sees it? What if Child Protective Services hears about your mushroom encounters and you got a a child and you know all this? Yeah. Uh, there's all kind of fear and stuff, but but right. me, I'm already talking about that. Yeah. Well, whenever you step out and do it, 
that's when yeah. that's when stuff starts to happen like if you just keep it to yourself and you know you're just kind of suppressing it 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 it, it just, it just stay, stay, stays bottled up and i do it because there's people who can benefit from it like there's you know what I'm saying? Young people out there having these experiences and they have nobody to talk to they can't right. talk to the pastor they can't talk to you know their parents or whatever nah, they, they can't talk to nobody they have yeah. nobody literally to talk to you know what I'm saying? They can't even find themselves. I mean, these days, people don't even have mentors. But, uh, you know, somebody, people that are out here seeking uh, any type of consciousness, spirituality, or truth, they really don't have anybody of credibility to even speak to. Because the moment they start speaking about anything of any type of real substance that has to do with maybe encounters that they've had in the spiritual realm or encounters, you know, ethereal, astral, these types of things are very scary to people, especially when it happens for the first few times or the first time, and they don't have anybody to speak to in regards yeah. to it, you yeah. know, but uh, big things are happening, man. You're doing things. Uh, uh, people are starting to wake up to this. Music now is starting to change, even yeah. though music, and you were touching on it on one of your last shows, bro. I, 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 you've come across, you've come across my, my experience a few times throughout the past few years, but I ain't going to lie to you. I've never even uh, listened to you just until about a month and a half ago. Yeah. It's just because I, you know, you've always resonated um, things that you've talked about. You've always, like I said, come across my algorithms um, and you've come across my experience, but um, I've always just been like, you know, tip the hat to a brother doing his thing. Never really like listened to you too much because I've been doing my own thing. You know what I'm saying? And then now, yeah. finally, uh, when I finally made the choice to be like, okay, you know what? Uh, <laughs> what am I running from? You know what I'm saying? I, this, is, this is all that I've spoken about, this, this type of stuff, my whole entire life. And I've lived different types of lifestyles that uh, have been beyond a movie um, to the average individual. But this has allowed me uh, to not only experience, to see things, but experience things to also solidify that things that go on in uh, experiences in my life is like, yeah, you know what? It's now uh, the eyes are fully open that it's not coincidence. There's things in this world that uh, this reality is not what anybody thinks that it is. You feel me? Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, it's, uh, it, it led me to the point where I just said, uh, you know what? This is my dialogue 24-7. This is the way that I speak. This is the way that everything ends up going in any type of conversation anyway. I might as well uh, uh, start being a part of what's happening because uh, now is the time because we, it's, a, it's a small window. It really is with what's going on in the world right now that uh, what we call a spirituality or humanity or, or things that make us human uh, is actually running out. <laughs> yeah, definitely, bro. You know? So, uh, what are let me go, let me get um, what name do you want to go by in the interview? Like, what, what name are you well, under? I I just created this new Instagram here recently. It goes by Realm Renegade. I just uh, it came to me uh when I was in uh, uh astral projection and um, bro, real talk, man. I, I started traveling the realms and that it came to me as soon as I came back and came conscious to the third dimension. I just said, man, I've been traveling some realms. It's the Realm Renegade, <laughs> you know? So uh, Realm Renegade, and, you know, my name is Dorian, Dorian Nolan, but I go by Dorian Dimensions now. Um, you know, I really don't, I don't care about having a, a, a governmental corporation name anymore, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. literally, we're at a time where you can do whatever we want. Exactly. That's the... <laughs> we can do whatever we want. I've experimented whatever with that. Be, 
Yeah, I, I've experimented with that with the internet, with being. And I know we we need to go ahead and go live so we can talk about this. Yeah, but, let's uh, do it. Let's what, do what, it. What, what, what are some of the things that you want to touch on though, right quick? So just so I know that we're not in the blue. So I'm, I guess we'll talk sure. about astral travel, traveling. Oh, we can do that. Here's the thing, man. Like I said, I I don't have anything written down. I didn't go prepared with nothing because I I did it like this. My mindset yeah. is okay. If this is all for real. If I feel that I access the Akashic, if I feel that I can access these things and things come to me for real, we're yeah. just going to roll with it. Because, yeah. bro, your, your mind is, I connect, I resonate with, with the things that you talk about. You have guests on the show. I resonate with these guests. You know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. resonate with, with all subjects that you're talking about. Uh, now, so you I just want to go... All of it, man. You're yeah, good. we can do it. We can go all the way, bro. I don't. I don't have a time limit. I don't have no right. restrictions on anything. I'm open cool. to everything. Now, the thing is, I did listen to you uh, about uh, two weeks ago, and it is when I reached out to you when I gave you a full listen because um, I was like, all right, you know what? Let me give this this cat a full listen. And bro, everything that you were saying, I was like, okay. I don't know why I haven't been listening earlier or why I haven't even been involved earlier because this is full resonance. But um, you were on the show and you were, uh, you sometimes ask some questions. They're open-ended questions. You were asking in regards to, you know, what's going on right now with, uh, with the AI and Sophia and this and that. You'll ask these open questions. And I'm here just like chomping at the bit going, bro, <laughs> I understand. I, ask me I those questions. <laughs> Let me yeah. speak, bro. And it's not yeah. from a place of ego. Yeah, no doubt. Of, well, we, we all need to get together and yeah. fill in the gaps, bro, because we've been following the tune of, of something else, bro, that's been leading us a, a very, very dark and, and horrible direction. That's been being led for the longest of times, but it's the time to take over. I really right. believe. That's me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, man, let me grab my drink right quick, and I'll be Let's right back. It. Give me one second. I'm all with right. that. All right, brother. All right, we'll go ahead and go live. I'm gonna hit, go ahead and share this out on my social media and stuff too. All right, all right. Actually, um, yeah, let me. I'm gonna do that then. Okay, well. yeah. We'll give it a minute. Let me uh go ahead and get that all set up and find my phone real quick. Bro, it's a weird thing, man. I uh, lately, I put, I keep my phone away from me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I try to stay away from as much as possible. Try to stay away from you know having the frequencies directly on me. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll actually sleep with it in a different room. I don't care to have it. Oh yeah, next to yeah. Me. Unless I need it, like I have no. I don't need it next to my head. Put it that way. I feel you, <laughs> and those are things that yeah. we could talk about as well. You know what I'm saying? Frequencies, five G framework, all of that, bro. And you know, we can get into the life story as well, man. Because I worked for Apple for six years. You know, oh, wow. I, been, I just left Apple not even a full year ago. Um, I left Apple for a few different reasons, but I. And those things that, you know, I'm not sure how we're, we'll dive deep. I'm going to try not to name, drop too many. I, 
when we try to drop names, I don't want, you know, I want to be respectful yeah. of yeah, your yeah, podcast yeah. as well. Plus, I want to be respectful of me, man, because I've already had, um, you know, at previous times in my life, I've had my uh, MySpace shut down, man. I had a Facebook shut down <laughs> just from exposing some things, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I've become pretty, uh, very conscious. I mean, you know, I'm 32 years old, but I'm coming up on 33, which is very significant as well in regards to the awakening and everything. No doubt. Mine, the well, mine totally happened. <laughs> I always joked about it. No, like, hey, Time for my ministry, 33. And yeah. Then, like, halfway into the, into the year, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Right. It's real, it's real stuff. But what I'm going to do before we go live here, or are we live? No, nah, we're not live yet. Okay, I'm gonna um just put this uh post a little video, bro. I try to. I'm not even on Instagram all like that, but lately I've just been starting to kind of dip the toes in there and try to build something back up a little bit. Um, yeah. In regards to this movement, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, let me just go ahead and post. All right, this well um we'll, we'll go ahead and go live. Um, so okay. it's gonna it's gonna play my intro. You can go ahead and share, do what you gotta do. But the intro is gonna play. You won't be able to hear it. It'll be about a minute and a half. And then, okay. um, and then I'll come on and do my, my intro spiel and thank all the supporters and that stuff, and then we'll bring you in. So it'll be a yeah, few yeah, minutes. That's cool. I'm with that. And then if, however you want to go ahead and introduce me, go ahead and introduce me like that, and you know we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and roll from there, man. I, I really feel like this is my first podcast I've ever done, but I feel yeah. like, hey, I got the personality and, and everything that I'm good on the mic, and I think that we resonate on the same, on the same frequency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun, bro. Yeah, right, here we go. Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, True Seeker. This is 
the Truth Seeker Podcast. Got an excellent show planned for you guys today. Some more conscious conversations. You know what we like to do. Um, Got to drop some news right quick on you guys. I just released a new video to my song, Alpha. So I released a new song and video yesterday to my song, Alpha. What does Alpha mean? Well, you got to listen to the song to actually understand it. You'll find out at the end. Uh, video that we did this past weekend. Um, it's pretty cool. It's I need to do a, an, a whole podcast, probably breaking down those song lyrics and that video because the video uh, is pretty near and dear to my heart. Uh, some of the scenes and some of the instances in there, um, I want to give a full probably episode on the song in the video. But a lot of that stuff is really near and dear to my heart. I pulled some of it out of my dreams some years ago and uh, pulled it out of the dream, put it in a video. Others was like some theories and stuff that we used to talk about as kids. Um, and I took that and put it in the video and really cool stuff. So make sure you go to the website, truthseeker.com. It's on YouTube, all that good stuff. The new song, Alpha, uh, is out to promote the new album, which is dropping April 20th, 420. Uh, the new album entitled Seer. The pre-order is available for that. It's going to be 12 unreleased tracks. Uh, you guys can check that out. And, and uh, there's a pre-order contest and some other cool stuff that we're doing there. We're going to be giving away some stuff with the pre-orders. Uh, we're going to be autographing every copy that is uh, sold before the album comes out. You get digital downloads early, all that good stuff. Um, also, on 420, we're doing an album release party. The album release party will be in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, if any of you guys want to travel down here and get a chance to meet me and hang out with me for the night, you guys can do that April the 20th. Uh, look into the you know hotel rooms and all that good stuff. I got friends driving uh, all the way from Orlando to be here. And I'm reading in the comments. They're already holding it down. Chris Bars, him and his family's coming from Orlando, driving eight hours to be here for the concert. So um, looking forward to that. The concert is free. So if you pay for transportation to be here and, and uh, get your hotel room, the concert is free. You don't even have to buy a ticket. Come here and uh, spend this time with, with us and, and hang out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be at a house show, actually. House shows are awesome. I used to play in a lot of uh, hardcore metal bands, and we, we play huge auditoriums. And... Uh, and it was always fun, but it's different when you get to be in a house. If you got 70 people in an auditorium, they're all spaced out. There's room in between. People are walking around. It, it, even though 70 people is a pretty good bit, in a big auditorium, it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you get 70 people in a house show or in a coffee shop and everybody's shoulder to shoulder, man, it makes for the best concert. So it's going to be funny. It's been years since I did a house show, uh, April the 20th. Make sure you guys uh, check out all the info at truesticker.com. I'd love to hang out with you guys. Um, speaking of the new album that's available, um, everybody who's supporting on Patreon, you guys already had, have the album. You've had it for months now, most likely. So every time I get done with the song, I upload it to Patreon. And so, um, there for anybody who's supporting my work through Patreon, you get access to my entire discography, all the new music that I'm working on. Every time my song's done, it goes up there. Uh, unreleased podcast, all kind of cool stuff that we're putting up there with the community. Um, at patreon.com backslash true seeker. If you guys want to support, um, you can do so that way. That's the best way to support my work. Patreon, even if it's a dollar a month, 
if you can commit to a dollar. I got 14,000 uh, Facebook friends. If, if they could do a dollar a month would be way more than enough. We could do some awesome stuff, man. So uh, I will say thank you to everybody who's supporting. Uh, one of the newest patrons just, I think, yesterday or the day before, uh, Casey Almaker. Thank you for coming on, Casey, and uh, joining the, the squad there with us, joining the community. You get access to all kind of cool stuff. Casey Almaker, thank you for joining. Also want to address this. I've, I got some donations recently, some people who uh, can't commit to a uh, monthly fee or whatever, even a dollar a month, five dollars a month. Sometimes you're in places where that's that's a sacrifice, right? So uh, I do get from time to time donations. And I want to say thank you to a couple people. Um, I'm I'm still in this weird in-between place right now. I'm transitioning from working a full-time job, having a consistent paycheck every week that was a pretty good paycheck to now um, I'm living off of donations and I'm living off of the money that I make off of my music, which isn't a lot. It is an in-between place. It is a scary place. So I'm in a place where I'm having to not lean upon my own understanding and trust and faith that uh, I'm, I'm here for a reason. And it's not to uh, bag groceries or drive a truck. Right. I understand that. So uh, with that being said, it, there's, there's this trust thing that goes on even for me, like all of the stuff that I'm, I'm sharing with you guys, I've been open about my experience. And so, you know, I have a family. I have to keep these lights on and stuff like that. The, the podcast is, is it's free to consume. It's not free to produce. Um, so the donations and stuff like that, it goes a long way. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. With that being said, I want to say thank you to David Combs and his family. They've been listening for a long time. Um, and he felt he felt led to give a generous donation. Um, thank you so much. And it can't, it's coming at a time where it's very much needed. And so uh, thank you so much, David Combs and your family, Stephen Dickman as well, and Tyler Hunt. Thank you guys for your donations this past couple of days. It's, it's, it's gone a long way. Every little bit counts. Thank you guys so much. With that being said, that's what I do. That's all the, the promo stuff I got for you guys. New album, new video. Got an awesome show planned for you guys today. I'm going to be speaking with um, Dorian, a.k.a. Uh, Realm Renegade. What's going on, my brother? Welcome to the podcast. What's going on, Truth? Yo, hey. thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excited. Excited to be on here. This is actually uh, my first uh, first official type of podcast uh, that I'm <laughs> on, which is which is tight. Um, I've kind of kept you know kept my voice silent uh, in regards to uh, uh, the internet or the digital dimension for quite some time. Um, you know, I've been out here in the physical and the third. Um, always, you know, trying to spread truth and knowledge, expand consciousness, um, always been out here in the third, but I figured, you know, now's the time since we're in a consciousness shift, big time consciousness shift. And I know that there's many that feel it, many that are waking up to it as well. And it's time, you know, to, to provide some keys as well. You know, each time, each one of us who's, uh, you know, awakened or are waking up to, uh, the things that are really going on and the veils being dropped and, you know, uh, your consciousness um, being aligned with higher frequencies or, or higher um, um, dimensions to allow you to see other realms and higher realms. You know, once you start waking up to these types of things and uh, you start talking about them, uh, it provides a key and it provides a key to the collective consciousness. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you having me here on the show to, you know, provide one of these keys so that we can all as a collective, you know, Find out what's really going on and, and change this planet or raise the vibration, raise the mm -hmm. frequency of this 
of our consciousness and of this planet. So we can uh, do the things that we, we can do, the abilities that we have. But, you know, we've been suppressed for quite some time. So I appreciate you having me on the show once again, brother. Thank you. Yeah, brother. Bless, man. Um, that's what this show's about. And you've embodied the platform. It's just essentially, I have something. This is my story. Whatever it means to you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever you can take from it, uh, do it. That's, I've, I've done that with my story and all the guests that I, that I have on here. And it's helping people. It's resonating with people, man. So thanks for coming on. Um, when, when we're talking about spiritual awakening, there's a lot that we, we, we can talk about. And we were, we were just, we, you know what I'm saying? We were just going off before we went live. I was like, let me go ahead and click this live button because there's so much to talk about. But instead of jumping into it, let's get into what got you into uh, spirituality, your spiritual awakening. Let's talk about some of those first things that were kind of clicking for you, man. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, that's uh, a great question um, to, to kind of ask and a, a great topic to jump on and also a very broad and huge topic to jump exactly. on as well that can go uh, many different directions. However, uh, um, spirituality for me um, started at a very young age. Um, it's something that for my experience has been something that may be different than a lot of people, mainly because of this right here, this mark on my forehead. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Born with it, which led my experience to, the shaped my experience to be uh, a little different um, from the time that I can remember that I can look back, which I can go back to the time I was two years old. That's as far back as I can go. I can account uh, experiences from the time that I was yeah. two on up. Mm-hmm. And when I say that I can account for them, I mean vividly. I can put myself back there. Now, ever since I was very young, this mark right here has brought a lot of attention to my experience. Um, it's brought a, a lot of attention, but it's also uh, expelled or uh, uh, rejected a lot, a lot of people as well, opposed a lot of people. Um, where I found spirituality is it, a long, uh, long, different type of a path that, that went in a bunch of different areas to eventually bring me back to this, where I'm at now. However, just to give you maybe a long cliff note version, and, uh, you know, maybe um, you'll find some topics within there that you would want to jump on yeah. as well, um, because many different topics can be extrapolated on. However, long story short, my father died when I was three years old. He got murdered. And my mom was a junkie her whole life. Uh, so, you know, I ended up taking care of my brothers, my, my three younger brothers at the time, and my mother. Um, there was a kingdom hall that was right next to us. So I grew up, plus my, my grandparents, uh, I grew up uh, a Jehovah's Witness. You feel me? Um, so when I, when I grew up uh, in that particular faith, uh, I tried to make that faith my own uh i you know dig dug heavy into the bible then like i said my mom was a junkie she was an alcoholic so um i was five six seven years old still putting on a a shirt and tie and getting my brothers dressed and going over to the kingdom hall or the church you know um and uh for worship and uh i would get, get my brothers dressed like this three times a week you know, so I always had a pull to, to something bigger. Um, however, I always had questions, even when I was a young, uh, um, 
a young boy, I had questions in regards to some of the things that I was learning. Some of the things just didn't make common sense to me that, that I was learning. But I still try to make it my own. Fast forward a little bit through many different types of experiences because of this that led people to me, different types of uh, religious figures, different types of people of, of different types of belief systems um, would come to me, speak to me about my birthmark or as ones would tell me, the mark that I placed upon my head at a previous time, previous to this lifetime. And you know, I'd be receiving all different types of information and conflicting type of ideologies based upon what this mark was. I'd have people, Hindustan and, and Buddhists and, and shamans come up to me and, and speak to me about, my, <laughs> about this mark, you yeah. know, and, and talk to me about an energy with inside of me that I don't even know that I have. And I'd have these types of experiences. Mind you, imagine being six, seven, eight, nine years old, a, a little child, mm -hmm. and having these types of experiences while you're still trying to uh, think that you're doing the right thing, going and, you know, following that particular type of a uh, religious path and everything like that. But you're hearing conflicting information all around you all the time. And I was having experiences. I would the one experience that I had was when I was 13 years old, this was the, the game changer for me because uh, you had mentioned you were in bands and everything like that as well. Yeah. I've always been involved with, you know, the punk and hardcore scene yep. as well. And um, Warp Tour, when I was 13 years old, I snuck out. <laughs> uh, <because laughs> my grandmother ended up taking me and my brothers in when I was, uh, when I was 10 years old. And she was, you know, there, she's still here. She's still here with us, but she's very, very religious um, and blinders on in regards to, you know, her particular faith. And, um, you know, so she was very strict and I wasn't allowed to do, you know, a lot of worldly type of things. However, I still did all of the worldly type of things. <laughs> I, I was, you know, going to uh, the shows and, and involved with uh, um, people that, you know, my grandmother went typically, you know, approve of and everything like that. And I was, uh, you know, riding BMX and, and being involved with, uh, you know, people that you sponsored and pros and everything like that. Everything that I've done where it shaped me, I've always been involved with professionals uh, of that particular area. You feel me? Um, however, I went to Warp Tour. I'll never forget. I was walking to get to the main stage. And as I was walking there, I saw a gentleman in all white and he was wearing like a raiden style hat oh. <laughs> the rice hat all white staff in hand book in hand as i was walking past i saw him and i was just drawn to him this is out of the ordinary to have a gentleman <laughs> like this at a show you know uh, <laughs> have everybody dressed the way that they're dressed you know yeah. uh this was in um uh, i was i was 13 years old so saw him and as i was walking past you know I'm, here's the stage over here uh in front of me and the gentleman is over to the right of me so i'm walking towards the stage as i'm veering off to the right just my energy just gravitating towards him so i eventually just made my way over to him and he said hello and he said he felt my energy and he said in the mark that you have on your head he said it like this yes and the mark that you have on your head, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> now, <laughs> 13 years old. And then, like, hey, the then, 
And then the acid wore off, and it was a. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, bro. I'm straight edge. You know what I'm saying? I've been straight yeah. edge all the way up until. I mean, I yeah. played straight edge all the way up until uh, I don't know, eight months ago. Eight months ago, life That's what's completely up. changed again. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was uh, heavily involved with um, you know straight edge and and, and cruise and everything like yeah. that. You know? So it's, it's uh, okay not to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, he was ta- talking to me like this, and yes, I've been waiting for you. And uh, in a way that you don't hear cats speak, you feel me? Uh, I had a feeling within me that was just like, yo, what the heck is going on right now? And so he started speaking to me about the energy within inside of me. And he said that one day I'm going to know. And one day I'm going to uh, affect a lot of people with uh, the energy that's inside of me. And he said, there's no coincidence that you bear the mark. And I'm just like, what the heck? And then he pulled up in the, the book that he had while he was speaking to me, he put it into this big pocket that he was wearing as he was wearing a cloak, pulled that book back out. And that book, leather bound, looked old. At this time, my mindset was still like, this is a cult. This is demonized. This is this, this is that. Shunning it, you know? And he handed it to me and he said, this is for you. And I said, hey, no, I, I appreciate it, you know, but I, I got to go. I got to go check out this, this band over here. I went to go shake his hand. I reached out my hand and I said, hey, it was nice to meet you. What's your name? And he said, no. He said, I don't want, I'm not going to interact with you anymore in this dimension. He said, we'll meet again at another time. And that was it. My friend oh, I need me, to know his name. Yo, here's the thing. I told you about my memory. It's very vivid. I can go back to the time I was two years old. I can remember faces. All, if I seen somebody when I was three years old, you better believe that they crossed my path again in this experience. It's a weird thing that happens. Different energy types always revolving back around, almost as if it's on a Fibonacci energy type of a sequence. Always different energy types, depending on where my life is at, comes back around. It's a strange thing, but I can always remember these faces. This gentleman, I can't tell you a thing about his face. Wow. Not one thing. You feel me? And yeah. there's been other experiences like this as well in regards to the similar type of dialogue. Uh, a, gentleman, uh, a person that has this type yeah. of a weird type of an energy that I cannot uh, describe anymore that, that I was drawn to it and I felt it. And it was a, pe- a peculiar type of an interaction. Yeah. Multiple times throughout my life. And I can't remember the face. That's insane, bro. I'm, I'm talking about the name because, like, I had a similar interaction as well. But I remember this guy's name. He told me his name. His name was Aaron. And uh, okay. very similar encounter. I'm driving. I'm, I'm actually in my work truck driving. A right. Couple years. Say a couple years. It's been at least ten years. I'm driving, and I'm on the side uh, going down the road, and I see this dude walking in full garments like he's on side yeah. of the road with a big bag robes on hoodie he's like this hooded figure and i'm like <laughs> right beard i'm like this is moses or elijah right like, out, of, out of something you would see out of a science like out of a movie a biblical movie or something or what your mind would think is like uh, like what you would think is a shaman <laughs> or a holy man type of a thing said that tea yeah, so I, I I like drove past him. And I was like, that's crazy. And I went a couple miles. I was like, I have to go back. There's no way that being into what I'm into, I have to go talk to this man. So I turned around and uh, went and talked to him. And uh, 
I pull, pulled up next to him and said, hey, hey, man, what's your story, man? What's going on? Hey, he says, hey, man, it's all Jesus, brother. I'm just on this path. This is the path he called me to. And I was like, oh, that's what's up, man. And I just felt led to give him all the money I had in my pocket, which wasn't a lot. I think it was 60 bucks. I said, look, I'm going to bless you, my brother here. Just going to buy you dinner, whatever you need. He's, I'm a traveling man. He's, oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. And I went to give him my sandwich. I had a sandwich in my, my <laughs> in my, in my, uh, my uh, case or whatever. He's like, no, brother, I don't eat meat. The Lord's got me not eating meat right now. I said, brother, it's peanut butter and jelly. Said, oh, okay. I haven't had peanut butter and jelly in a long time. And he took the sandwich and stuff. And um, I was like, I, I, I prayed with him right quick. And, and he blessed me. And I told him bye. And I left. And I'm like, can't quit thinking about this, dude. And I was like, man, I wish, like, I'm on the clock. I can't, I have a route to run and stuff. And I can't just go back. So I'm telling everybody about him the next day. Oh, I met this dude. He was in all white. And. He's an old man. I might have been somebody out the Bible, bro. I don't know. And they're, I'm just telling everybody. And then right. we go out to do ministry the day after that. We're going to go into, we was going to go set up in the projects and I'll bring our sound system and stuff and just start doing our music and preaching and stuff. And we go out there. I'm telling that we got this huge van and we stop at the gas station. I'm telling everybody we're filming it. We got this on camera. We're filming it. We walk inside to pay for the gas Walking out, holding a cup of coffee. There he is. Right? There he is. That's how it goes. I say, hey, brother, I said, this is the guy. It was in a totally different different right? city, actually. That's I how it goes. In a different city. And uh, I gave him a big hug. I said, hey, this is the guy I was telling you all about. And I uh, told him what we were doing. I was like, we're going to do ministry in the, in the ghetto, man. You want to come? He's like, sure, bro. And he, he got in with us, and everybody's just like weirded out. This prophet guy, big beard. I took him anyway. We went and we did ministry all day, hung out, did music, loved on people, gave out Bibles and stuff. And then he came back and we went to eat with us and I let him come stay with me. My wife and daughter was out of town. I was just being the guys for the weekend. I said, Hey, come stay with us. So he come and stay with us. We watched, uh, we watched, uh, the spirit world documentary, which is an amazing documentary. You're talking about a spiritual awakening. Definitely watch uh, spirit world by chris everett um we watched that and fellowship with this dude and man it was just this otherworldly encounter hanging with this guy right. you right. know what i'm saying and it's not oh and, and you can get, feel it right we gave him a cd it's different bro you can feel it we gave him a cd six months later we're doing a show out of town we get a phone call somebody's crying hey bro oh Man, you guys, man, this, it's, it's something about your music. I don't know what it is, man, but I just want to thank you guys for your music. God bless you. Your music changed my life. I don't even know who it is. Um, he said, man, there was this traveling man named Aaron. He gave me your CD, and it changed my life. I was like, oh, my God. Right, All right. things worked together, man. The CD we blessed him with when he left, he gave it to somebody. Dude, and he's just traveling. It's just like oh, I got so, man. The energy came right back around. around. God, it's so beautiful, man. Yeah. It's a wild thing how that works, man. And I'm starting to realize that uh, it works like that every time. You feel me? Yeah. Um, You know how they, they, we always hear, you know, we create our own realities. Yeah. That um, there's something wild that happens, you know, when you interact with somebody and you interact with somebody off of good intention or bad intention. There's something that happens, you know, some, they use the words like karma and things like that, but there's forces at 
play that makes things come back around and make things happen. <laughs> sports like that. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. These are things that we are not taught. What, we're taught how money, mostly how the fiat <laughs> currency system works. Yeah. You know, we're taught how to be slaves, actually, to be honest with you. But we're not taught the things that actually make this world run and work. We're not taught. You know, so now is real, really a time that uh, we got, we've got mediums of all sorts. We're speaking through a medium right now. So all of the things that we used to be able to do, you know, back in the day before the deception, if I wanted to speak to you truth, I'd be like, yo, truth, I'm speaking to you right now, you know, through the, through the telepathy. Yeah. And yeah. we'd be able to exchange downloads and information and everything like that from a telepathy uh, standpoint. But now we're not able to do that. Even just the word telepathy is demonized, you know, and mm -hmm. these are, these are natural and uh, natural things that we have the abilities to do and they're not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just the same way as we speak these words, bro. And, you know, we see with these eyes, we've got other senses within us that we're able to communicate and make things work as well, you know, through the use yeah. of energy and everything like that. But yeah, but what, what you're saying, man, that energy comes right back around. There's, there's things that happen, bro. There's things that are at play. Yeah, and, and that, that's, that's those things that happen, talking about spiritual awakening, that you know something's going on. And I, I like to preface it like, I, I don't actually know everything that's going on. I, it's, what I do know is enough to blow my freaking mind yeah. and make me want to know more. I, I'll of say course. that much. I know a lot. I know a lot. But I, I can't say, okay, this is what this is. These, this is who they are. These aliens that are watching over us there from this star system, they do that. They're fighting with these guys. I don't know what I, I don't know that stuff. Right. Something happening, man. And it's enough to, to let you know that some God universal consciousness is watching over us. It's a loving energy. If we tap into it, um, yeah. it sustains us. It, it gives us peace and, and uh, long suffering. And, and we can, Man, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. Whatever whatever anybody wants to call it, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. And we can just embody the whole thing under just saying you know spirituality or, <laughs> or conscious. You know, yeah. but what what it is or what happens, and when you're tapped into it, it's a uh, it's a thing that almost your words can't describe unless you see it yourself. And the, we're at a time now that a lot of people are starting to wake up and starting to open up that eye just a little bit, maybe starting to open up the other one and starting to say, holy cow, like what yeah. is going on? Yeah. You know, and there's things that are going on. You had asked a question about my spirituality, though, and I had told you just an experience, but where things, you know, started ramping up. And like I said, man, we could go on for hours and hours and hours. So if you want to ever have me back on it. Yeah. Okay. You know, we could dive deep on all types of stuff. And, you know, any of your followers or if anybody, you know, wants to speak on some things as well, you know, that's what we, we're, we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're away, raising the awareness, building the consciousness so that the collect, eventually, you know, the collective consciousness can accept, you know, raising this vibration yeah. and uh, living, it, living life a differently than the way that we're living it now. Because uh, what we think is freedom is not... It's not what anybody thinks that it is. You know, we, we've been stuck in a slave system and we're moving into a new slave system. We're in a paradigm shift right now, you know, but and yeah. that's something that we can touch on. But I wanted to let you know, because um, we were talking about how the energy moves and it comes back around and just uh, the strangeness or, or how that works. 
you know, especially with a spiritual awakening and everything like that. Um, when I was 15 years old, and this is kind of where things even still just swam my life through, put me in positions and places that, yeah. that are mind blowing. Um, when I was 15, my grandmother remarried. And when she remarried, she remarried uh, a person that was finally good. So um, good to our family, because from the time that I was two till I was 15, pretty much it was just me taking care of my brothers. Even though my grandmother took care of us, it was just us on our own. You know what I'm saying? And, and us trying to make it through, battling the, the legal system as far as them trying to um, put us into you know, foster care and all types of things, you know, so, um, you know, and then also going through a bunch of uh, abuse and things like that through my childhood. Um, finally, when I was 15, things were at a, uh, yes, this is a, a little take a deep in a deep breath. Like finally things might be able to be relaxed a little bit. Well, my, the person that my grandmother remarried, his father was Admiral of the United States of you know, the Navy, you know what I'm saying? Third chain in command. He's in the history books, everything like that, huh. uh, big time. So I uh, saved us through in Pearl Harbor, saved the St. Louis and everything like that, you know, did stuff big time with Vietnam, how he uh, backed out of Vietnam. He's in the history books and everything. However, we'd go over there for family dinner on Sundays. And when we'd go over there, um, family dinners would be long. They'd be four or five hours long. And it would be him speaking. You know, when he'd speak, everyone would be like silence. The Admiral speaks, you know, and you know, the dinner table 25 seats long <laughs> with, yeah. uh, with two, two maids serving food. This is, this is not normal <laughs> you know, in, a, in, a, in a humongous mansion on an estate, the, you know, property of uh, 150 acres, you know, with a big, huge mansion that they call Appledore because in England, they were part of a big mages guild that, that they have. So in the whole land, there was water witched. And so I would learn the history of this land, the land that the, even this house was on and why they were calling it Apple door. But I would, I would speak to my, um, I would call my Opa because it's German for grandfather. So I would speak to my Opa and I would listen intently to the things that he was saying. And he would talk about, you know, Pearl Harbor and he would talk about these types of things. And he had pictures and, and artifacts of that, that time and everything like that and would tell me, what really went down. <laughs> he would tell me some things that really went down. And, uh, you know, he's high level. Not only that, but I uh, say the property is 150 acres. The next adjacent property to that was, uh, I'm, what type of names are we allowed to drop on the show without getting in trouble? I'm not going to say anything incriminating. Okay. So yeah. across, across the street, are a part of the adjacent to the property was Governor Tom Rich. Governor Tom Ridge is the one who created the Department of Homeland Security after 9-11 went down. You feel me? George Bush's right-hand man. Across the street, that's where I live. I lived across the street from this homie. <laughs> so uh, during the time, you know, uh, during the time 9-11 happened when I was 16, but during that time and the news would be talking about things and everything, they would talk about Governor Tom Ridge being with George Bush here and this and that. I would know when they were lying because a secret service van would be two uh, buildings down from where I lived, which was a, uh, a shoddy paint store in a residential area. Doesn't belong, <laughs> but uh, you know, secret service van um, watching his house 
I would know when he was home because of the specific type of vehicles that would be around. And um, so I started noticing that, hey, the news is lying. The things that they're talking about, very simple lies, but they're lying. The things that I'm hearing from uh, my great grandfather or my opa um, is contradictory to what I'm learning in school and social studies. So I started piecing all these things together and I started seeing a lot of things firsthand um, because the people that uh, were involved with my great grandfather of higher caliber, um, I started being associated with, you feel me? And uh, ones of different societies. And so I started uh, having my eye open to some things that people wouldn't normally see. Um, and when I'm talking about secret societies, I'm talking, you know, Freemasonry and everything like that. Um, I started seeing things. Typically, somebody gets involved with Freemasonry, they're getting involved with like a, a traveler or, a, you know, somebody who they know, who, who, you know, gets them in, gets them to know, introduce the people and kind of go through the, the, the degrees and, and indoctrinations and everything like that. I'm dealing with people who uh, were already at the higher levels you know, the higher degrees. I'm seeing things that typically people wouldn't normally see. So my eyes started becoming way open to these types of things. And not only were they open to those types of things, but I was trying to learn the understand spirituality and understand the Bible. So I'm starting to get research or, or, or information in regards to things that are going on in the world that are completely different than what ever, anything I'm learning. And then, uh, you know, I'm growing up a Jehovah's Witness but I'm getting all different types of information other, from other areas. So I'm like, what the heck? I need to figure this all out. You know, so from the time I was 16, 17, and then uh, towards the end of being 17 to 18, that's when I was just for a good two years, just really trying to hone everything in. I put five different Bibles in front of me. King James Version, New International Version. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the the King James, you know, uh, I put the in front of me. <laughs> yeah, the Edamon, I put, I put the uh, Catholic Encyclopedia in front of yep. me and the Wikipedia for any words I didn't understand or know, and yep. I started to go to work. You feel me? Page one, page one, page one, page one. Read, read. You know what I'm saying? Devoted every freaking night of two hours, three hours a night just into the book, into the work, you know, really trying to figure this out. And uh, when you start doing that, you start to learn that, hey, uh, they're all pretty similar. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Different words might be sprinkled mm -hmm. here and there, but uh, they're all pretty similar. Um, words that, that we use don't mean what we say. You feel me? Yeah. I started realizing, dang, you know what? The words now started going into the edamon. You start going into the edamon and start realizing the words that we speak what they really mean, when you start to understand that, then the book that we're reading or that we're living our life by starts to change. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. So I started doing all of that until finally I, I said, I'm done. Like everything, every single thing that I've learned that I know, because I started speaking the, um, you know, ones in the uh, congregation, the elders in the congregation. Um, and I started uh, speaking the, the priests. Uh, you know, Catholic priests and pastors of um, Christian churches. There's an organization in my school um, that was like a Christian type of uh, organization that kids get together and uh, 
youth it's called a uh, youth life yeah uh, sorry i started talking to the cats with youth life i start asking questions and they're telling me things that aren't even in the bible <laughs> i asked about the nepheline and yeah. they that's not in my that's not in the bible it's not like, in my bible that's how they say it it's not in, it's my, not in my bible yes, it it's not in my bible <laughs> and i say what bible is yours king james or yeah. okay right here yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like everything there was nobody to speak to there yeah. was nobody, you know what I'm saying? Conflicting. <laughs> and then they started talking about, yeah, stay away from that guy. Uh, we're praying for him. You know, yeah, well, <laughs> right. burning so, all your bridges. I, I, I then became silent. I shut my mouth and I said, you know what? I'm done. I, I left home because I realized that my brothers were going to be okay. Um, we had a rough childhood growing up. That, that's a whole different other subject we can uh, go on at another time. But I left home. And when I left home, I, you know, was heavy into the hardcore scene um that's where i felt like i belonged you know so i was traveling the country with with music and with heavy music so you know along with that lifestyle which you said that you was in, you were in metal bands and things with that lifestyle you know comes along the, the violence and everything like that yeah. as well and you know i was in i was in a crew i was in a worldwide crew that's very big which probably you know associates with cats that you even know but um you know i was even though I lived that particular lifestyle, which what was then, the name of your crew? Because we're not, we're not, we're not too far away from each other. Right, right. So I mean, I was involved with a crew called uh, Swing On Tight Family, SOSF Five Nine. Uh, they were, we used to be real tight with a, a crew that was FSU, Princeton United, um, which there was a big, huge war between the two of our crews. Everything Have you ever like heard that. of the DKC? One hundred percent, Dead Kitten Crew. I know cats in that crew. I, a lot of those cats in Florida and Shoxy. everything like that. Yeah, yeah, all those cats converted uh. <laughs> over to a different crew. That I know all those crews. Those kids, some of those cats saved my life, and that's also another reason why of the spiritual uh, awakening and what really allowed me to travel the astral realms was that particular scenario where I got jumped in the middle of the streets when I was, you know, riding heavy in uh, this gang life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And I uh, got jumped it's legit, off. Legit, man. Those dudes don't play. Right. They start right. a lot so, of trouble, uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, you know, I had my teeth blasted out. Um, my nose shattered. Uh, the roof Dang. of my mouth or the, uh, the bridge of my nose was through the roof of my mouth. My what? orbit broken. Um, oh, my God. Down in the middle of the street. Stomped on the back of my head. Like I said, my teeth blown out. That's also another story that if you wanted to know the details, we could go into that at some point because it, it does, it's very important to what happened. And like I said, we're, this podcast is all over the place because there's a lot of information to give. However, I took the last blow to the back of my head. When I took that last blow to the back of my head, it was a stomp. Lights out. Uh, I didn't pass out. What I did was as soon as I took the hit, a flash happened yeah and when that flash happened i said Derek, nate gabe grandma Hannah, that's my family i said i love y'all i'm out and that was the, really the first time that i actually even said i love you you yeah. feel me like uh i grew up in a in a household in a, in a way that we weren't really uh expressive in regards to love you know what i'm saying never yeah. even hugged my grandma until yeah, uh, i was like 22 years old you know mm -hmm. um <laughs> And that was after, you know, I came, uh, I saw my grandma for the first time in like two and a half years after I was gone, you know, but, um, regardless to go back to taking that last blow to the head, I said, I'm out. I love y'all. I'm out. And I thought I was done. You feel me? Immediately. When I said that I could, 
from the point of me being two years old all the way back from that moment all the way forward to that very moment of me taking that blow to my head, I lived my life all over again. 100% all over again. So I was 27 years old at that time. So 27 years relived. You feel me? Some people don't understand the weight of what I'm saying there. The, the, the hundredth of a second of taking the blow to my head, I lived 27 years all over again. A full 27 years. And then at that point, I saw myself on the ground. I saw everything happening from a high-level view, as if I was an observer. You feel me? Yeah. I was an observer. I was not in my physical body, but my consciousness was observing what was going on. It's a wild thing. Now, when that happened, I remember 100%. I said, you know what? Dang, that's messed up. <laughs> it was like, dang, that's messed up. Just getting beat down in the middle of the street like this, and I didn't even have a chance to defend myself. That's messed up. I don't want to go out like that. And bam, next thing I know, I'm getting picked up. I got picked up from a few dead kitten crew cats. Well, they were, uh, they were in DKC then uh, because they had patched over into a different club. Yeah. Um, so picked me up, scooped me up. And uh, at that time, then mad, uh, a lot of chaos in the middle of the street. Okay. Uh, police came, everything like that. Long story short, that was the first time that I can recall ever exiting my body in that way. All right. Now, uh, a year and a half ago, I was in Las Vegas, and uh, this was when I was still involved with the crew as well, because um, I left the crew um, about a year ago, um, and it's also the time that I left a whole bunch of other things, <laughs> but uh, I left the, uh, the crew about a year ago. But a year and a half ago, I was in Vegas. Uh, similar thing happened. Uh, I took a blow to my face, which gave me a floating facial fracture. That's where I had a break from ear all the way across the oh ear. It broke because I, the, where I got hit, it broke the, my nose. The bridge went through my roof. That was in another body. fight? Uh, yeah, this is uh, another, another uh, scenario, another circumstance. Uh, crew related, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, um, that you know, broke my face. Um, when that happened, as soon as I took the hit, um, I happened again bam high level view i was the observer saw myself on the ground i uh, and i said all right i remember i remember this i remember mm -hmm. being here i remember this feeling i remember my consciousness yeah. at this particular frequency you got a, you got a frame of reference now that's right so from there i said okay i uh, i remember being here what can I do here? Let me look around a little bit. So I started what I felt like was looking around. And what I started looking around at was here was my everything here, uh, the, the building that I was in, me on the ground, face broken. Um, and it's almost as if time stood still and I was outer body. And I said, okay, what can I do from here? I looked, um, behind me as if I was going to look over my shoulder and I was in it literally an area of nothing. It was complete darkness as if you closed your eyes and you, your imagination was not going and it was just dark and I was still conscious though. So I said, okay, I'm in an area of nothingness, but yet it felt like everything. If that makes sense, that was an area of nothing, but it felt like everything. Mm -hmm. And from there I said, what can I do? I 
rose my hand up. Well, at that time, I thought, okay, I'm going to raise my hand up. But it was nothingness. I didn't even have a body there. But as soon as I said, I'm going to raise my hand up, my hand rose up. And as I did that, literally, a building <sighs> rose up from nothingness, rose up. And then I swiped my hand. This was like on some Fanta Mickey Mouse and Fantasia type of stuff. <laughs> Swipe my hand. And then I'll, as if I, uh, uh, a veil had dropped. And then it's like I created a whole city. So from there, I said, I can do whatever I want. And I started just building, making, making a city, making a lake, like literally doing whatever, whatever my imagination wanted to create was, was being created. What seems like I was there maybe maybe two years of what I was able to accomplish huh. and what I was actually starting to formulate in my yeah. mind. Um, what seemed like a couple of years, um, I said, Oh, I need to get back. I got scared. And so I went back and then I got picked up again. Um, my, my one uh, brother in the crew at the time, you know, picked me up and was like, dude, Oh my God, are you all right? This and that my teeth were blown out and everything like that. Mm. And, uh, Long story short, that was the second time that happened. Uh, so from there, and, you know, we're getting on an astral projection then, um, because from there, that's when literally for a good four months, all that I would do every single day was I would get in the, uh, when I would meditate, um, because I really started getting into spirituality, uh, even though I've always been and known spirituality and everything like that, I really started getting into deep meditation. I started getting into listening to binaural beats. I stopped, I stopped listening to music, the type of music that I was always listening to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, even just, even the hip hop and everything like that, everything, yeah. everything that I was into, I stopped um, just because I, I felt like, okay, all of this music that I'm listening to, what's it doing for me? It's, it's entertainment. Yeah. But what's it doing for me and my consciousness? And I said, it's not doing much right now. So I stopped and I started meditating and started getting to myself because I wanted to go back to where I had projected to. So in meditation, I would always think about it. I would be trying a bunch of different meditation techniques, um, trying to clear my mind, just like you would hear when in these meditation <laughs> techniques or yeah. think about some different things and this and that. None of these things were working for me. Too much noise, too much chaos going on in my mind now we talked about the marks that i have on my forehead there's another thing that i was born with and that is i have a ringing in my ears that never stops never i've been to the doctor about it uh i've been went through sleep studies in regards to a few of these types of things as well that inner ear uh, type of high frequency pitch that i have has never stopped uh when i would get into states of meditation I would be able to clear out a bunch of noise, but I would never be able to clear out that high pitch. Yeah. So it would never allow me to go into a full state of, uh, of meditation because that was always becoming a nuisance or annoying to me hearing that ringing. I've become really good at just putting it in the background and amplifying everything else. Yeah. So yeah. in meditation, except when you're I quiet said, and it just takes over and it exactly. gets crazy it takes over. loud. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, I have it too. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the equivalent of, um, like, if you're, if you're a video game player playing, like, you know, Call of Duty or something like that, you throw a flashbang, oh, yeah, yeah, flashbang yeah. and bam, that high pitch frequency, that's what I have, and it never mm -hmm. stops. So um, in meditation, it came to me, the voice that you hear in your head, it said, 
you're always trying to tune this sound out. Why don't you tune it in? So in mm-hmm. meditation, I started tuning that sound in and I made it the most amplified sound and I drowned everything out. Yeah. When I did that, bam, mm-hmm. I went back and I projected back to where I was at, back to the same area of where uh, I created all these buildings and, and city and landscape and everything. I was there. I was yeah. back. Wow. And I said, okay, now I'm here. What can I do from here? And I started meditating from there, like inception, <laughs> a meditation yeah. within a meditation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And from there, that's when everything changed. And then, bam, when that happened, I was in an area that all that I can describe was uh, energy. That, because when I came out of it, all that yeah. I could say was, it's just energy. I, what I would perceive as energy or light, balls of light, orbs, or anything like that, I know that I would see it and perceive it. And then I know that things happened that allowed either my imagination or I would receive a download that would let me distinguish what these types of energies were. That makes any type of sense to you. Yeah, yeah. So I was in a place or a realm that was these eyes can't see or distinguish as physical. Things weren't physical. However, they become physical when you think about them and then you talk about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. So I started, I started uh, in this realm, I started receiving mass amounts of information. And when I say mass amounts of information, the only way that I can describe it is as downloads. I would receive mass amounts of downloads. And there was others there. There was other energies there that were doing the same thing. Now, I came back, and when I came back, bro, they talk about the Kundalini rising or all these spiritual <laughs> Yeah. That was my true spiritual awakening at that yeah. point when I was yeah. able to take myself to there because when I came back, bro, I kid you not, I didn't eat. I didn't eat food physically, and if we can talk about numerology here because mm-hmm. I didn't eat food for six days. Yeah. For six days, I didn't eat. For six days, I didn't sleep. Bro, people were, would ask me, they're like, some people were like, hey, man, you're not looking too good. No, yeah. was, this is not drugs. This is no psilocybin. This was no DMT trip. This is nothing, yeah. bro. I know, you know right? Yeah, this yeah. This is not a straight meditation. And ha- it just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they talk about the third eye opening and yeah. everything like that, clairvoyancy, all the type of uh, uh spiritual senses and those types of things i came out of it and i kid you not here in the third these things became amplified i i'm talking uh telepathy i'm talking uh esp extra sensory perception these things amplify oh yeah and when it and when it happened bro i i know things changed because i was walking past this store there was a, a a deck of tarot cards just out uh just the deck I walked past it, and mind you, even still to this point, this was a year ago, uh, up to that point, I still, even though how open my mind was from many different experiences that I've had throughout life, uh, I still was like, you know what, tarot, occult, heck no. <laughs> yeah. I walked, I walked past yeah. the store, and I kid you not, the tarot spoke, bro. I looked at it, and the images just popping out at me. Yeah. You feel me? And mm-hmm. I took a look at these images, and it was the Rider Weight deck. And uh, 
I said, I have to look at this thing. I was drawn. I had, I, because of how it was, how I was seeing it. So uh, I looked at it and I opened it up. I would never even say the word tarot. I opened it up and I started looking at it and the images, it was just speaking. And I said, oh my God, these were images that I was seeing when I was in astral travel, you know? And when I joined the meditation and things, these were things that would be popping out at me. They're coming from the cards. It was the Rider Waite deck. And then, you know, I started realizing, you know, who created that deck and uh, what, mm-hmm. uh, what a lot of those symbols were and everything like that. They yeah. just started downloading to me and I was understanding it. And um, so from there, bro, that from there, what I, I would say was the full spiritual awakening, because from that point on, when I would go into meditation, it still took a little bit of time to do it, to focus in on that sound, yep, but yep. it would take me there and it would take me in the realms that uh, a lot of cats talking about. And that's why, you know, I wanted to reach out as well, because, Definitely. you know, when you start hitting these other realms, um, there's energies and entities that are in those realms. They, we see life a, a whole, we don't even know what, what we see out here yeah. because we, we see things only one way. You know what I'm saying? And it's the way that we've been, we've been taught and indoctrinated into. But uh, there's other things when you start using your other senses that uh, you become aware to and actually can interact with as well, yeah. which becomes a wild thing. And it changes the way you even perceive this reality yeah. when, that, oh, yeah. when you're able to do that. You get to see, you actually get to see it for what it is. Let me share something with you about the ringing in the ears. I'm going to grab this doll yeah, I have yeah, behind me. Sure. I've, I've actually got a Pokemon doll back here. Let me grab it right quick for the people who are watching on video. Hold on. All right. So if you're watching this on video, if not, uh, I'll post a, a picture. This is the uh, Celebi Pokemon. And I got this thing. I'm not really big into Pokemon. I did enjoy the game with my family when it came out. But I wanted to buy this one, and it had to do with the ringing in the ears. This is a, a reminder when I started having all of these uh, supernatural encounters and UFOs and making contact with, with angels and things like that. Like, um, this is what this represents for me. It, it essentially represents synchronicity. Um, when I first was looking up information, I looked up David Wilcox 2012 Enigma which is huge um, when, when it comes to uh, understanding spirituality and stuff. But there was a segment on there where David Wilcott was talking about the um, Egyptian belief of vibration and about time traveling in the ringing in the ears, that when you hear this ringing in your ears, if you stop and you focus on it, if you focus on the ringing in the ears, that you can actually time travel. And there was all this Egyptian um, text and literature and, and paintings about vibration and traveling and, and things like that, you can actually time travel by focusing in on the ringing of the ears. 2012 Enigmas, the documentary. I watched that. It blew my mind. That along I'm going to have to check that out. I've never yeah. even heard of it before. <laughs> that, along with the Lost Children of Babylon music and everything, was amazing. Uh, after I watched that, the next day, I watched the Pokemon movie with my daughter. She was young. We lay down on the floor and we watched the Pokemon uh, movie. There was a new Pokemon named Celebi, and this is the name of this uh, Pokemon I'm holding. And so the bad guys were trying to ca- capture Celebi because if they if they caught caught him, um, they can use him for power and, and stuff. So 
he was running from the bad guys and as well as some of the good guys were, were running with Celebi and there was dogs and they were trying to capture him. So they stop in the middle of the forest and um, they're, they're about to get captured. All of a sudden he starts humming at this high pitch frequency uh, pitch and it's ringing in their ears and it's so loud. It's almost hurting them. And they said, if we focus in on the pitch, we can time travel back. And this was the next day. So they stopped and they focused in on the noise that Celebi was creating and they time traveled uh, back to another time with Celebi. And it's like, man, it's like whenever you're having those uh, encounters and having all of the synchronicities and stuff of you say something and then it comes on the television, like right when you say it or you, cu- you hear a phrase that you start hearing it over and over and over that you never heard in your life. This was, was it for me was the uh the time traveling by focusing in on the ringing of your ears because i've had the ringing in my ears ever since i was a kid um and, and you hear that it's it's a disorder and it's this and that but it's true when you're alone when you get in states of meditation you quiet out everything that's why some people like to listen to guided meditation i just like to listen i, I like to empty out everything and then focus in on the ringing because i i can't put my finger on on exactly what's happening but you're talking about receiving downloads. You're talking yeah, about information yeah. and, and past lives and all of this info that's coming. It's slippery. It's hard to get it, it's, to get it because it comes so fast. You have to learn. You have to get in those realms and kind of move around. But something happens when you focus in on the ringing in your ears during meditation. And so that's why I got this Pokemon. I bought this doll because it, 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 it essentially uh, embodies my spiritual awakening and the magic that that's real. You know what I'm saying? That something, something put something lined that up. I call it God. You call it whatever you want. Consciousness, the universe, something lined it up. It's interactive. It knows me. It cares about me. It knows my thoughts and it's, it's deep, man. So this is the Celebi doll, but it's deep, man. There's, there's a bunch of stuff on it. David Wilcock, 2012 Enigma. That was the starting point for me. And if, if you guys haven't seen that, the, the two documentaries that I've mentioned today, David Wilcock, 2012 Enigma and Spirit World by um, the Enigma channel, Chris Everett. Those were two, two ones that just took me to the next level when it's talking about understanding the spirit world and how spirits operate and stuff like that. Um, let, let, let's talk a little bit about um, Realm Renegade, which is the name that you're talking about. And you're talking about going into... Um, these trance-like states, receiving downloads, informations, uh, dealing with entities, and, and trying to make sense of it all. Like, right. what what are, what are some of the practices that that are you doing? Is it is it is it strictly like meditation? Have you uh, messed with psilocybin at all, or anything like that, or ayahuasca? Or all right, tight, uh, awesome, awesome question as well. And uh, hey, thanks for letting me know about um, the Pokemon. Heck as well. yeah! And one more time. His that's name? name? Yeah. Celebi. Celebi. That's and I'm trying, I'm trying to look up the names because, like, it's deep because you look up the names yeah. of these things and they mean what their powers are and what they do. Like, it's yeah. ancient language. This stuff's deep, man. It is. Uh, Pokemon was a, was a wild thing and not too many people really understand, you know, even a lot of these cartoons, and they can do it with, with cartoons uh, more than they can do it with real people, but they've been doing it with real people as well, making riddling these cartoons and movies, whether they're getting the, the ideas or, or concepts from, from yeah. other things, from ancient things or experiences. The that churches they, won't they let you listen to it or watch it. Correct. 
that churches will demonize that, that, it. Yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. That's the approach I took from that and Harry Potter and all yeah. that. Like when, because I was in church whenever all that stuff came out. Right, right. And we might be, you know, around similar type of age as well. Um, because you know, when I was coming up, uh, you know, all that stuff was strictly, strictly forbidden. You mentioned yeah. Harry Potter, forbidden. Yeah. Um, you know, Pokemon, forbidden. You know, yeah. anything that has to do with anything of the occult monsters anything that has to do with anything of aliens that yeah. is not aliens even you know you start mentioning ufos and aliens and that's demonized you know what i'm saying yeah. which i'm not talking trash on anybody but i'm just saying how do you, we expect to advance or progress consciously if we're still thinking that every single thing is demonized even the, the <laughs> god given <laughs> powers that we have within ourselves um, we're given to you like, by oh, demons. Yeah, ain't that? Yeah, something? like what the yeah. heck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't know about you, but that's what the scripture. Right. Is, you know? Exactly. It's a crazy thing, and I do want to jump on. You know what some of my practices are as well, but I do want to just touch on man because I could go off on a bunch of different areas and yeah, definitely about people calling things demonized. But bro, we can remember when you used to go and shoot electricity out of your finger. Think about it now. Mm -hmm. Remember when you were younger, bro, and you would go and grab the fuzzy socks, walk across the carpet, outstretch your finger, touch your homeboy, and give him a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? You, what'd you do? You shot electricity out of your finger. You feel me? You turn the lights off and you could see that spark. Yeah. Or remember, you would sit under the blanket, rub a blanket on your head, and a balloon. Yeah. Off, or a balloon. Yeah. Like, what the heck? We're shooting sparks out of our head. We're shooting sparks out of our finger. Now that's just an analogy and it, just a simple one, but we were doing that as little kids. Yeah. Um, that goes into practices that I do. I do yoga, um, hatha, kundalini. You feel me? Um, I do uh, the newer like uh, mainstream practices as well. The past month I've been, you know, I just started going to a yoga studio as well, but I kid you not, when you start doing yoga, uh, many things happen. To yeah. You because when you start getting in touch with your breath, Mm -hmm. You start aligning your breath. And what are you doing? You're bringing in prana. And you, people don't even understand what that prana is. You get in touch with the Holy Spirit when you get in touch with your breath, man. People don't know because what are yeah. you doing? That pranayam, that's when you're bringing in uh, the, the breath of life. What are they talking about? It's not oxygen that you're breathing in because we already know. I mean, this is the medical community that says that when you breathe in, you're breathing in what? 12 to 13 like, what do they say? 11 to 13% oxygen. But when you breathe out, you're breathing out what? Anywhere from 10 to 13% oxygen, which means you're only hanging on to 1 to 2% oxygen. That's not what's running your body. What is? When you're breathing, you're breathing in that prana, bro. You can see it when you look outside. You can see it in your house. It's all those little specks of dots everywhere that you're looking at. You know what I'm saying? It's electricity. You're breathing in electricity. Mm -hmm. You feel me? When your heart stops, what do they do? They hit you with a defibrillator. There's enough <laughs> voltages that will kill a grown man if uh, they're awake. But if their heart stops, you need to hit them with that electricity. You need to get that electricity back. Why? Because they're not breathing. You're breathing in that electricity. That's that pranayam. You feel yeah. me? And then when you're moving that, that electricity through your chakra system, you know, and up to the, sleepia, uh, the spinal column or the sleepia staff, which that symbol is, you know what I'm saying? And you're traveling yep. um, electricity up that spine through the uh, through your chakra systems, which is your endocrine and, and organs. You feel me? And then you do what? 
you're, you're bringing the electricity to your fifth chakra, which is your uvula. You stick your tongue behind your, your, your uh, uvula, up your nasal passage. This is where a set of nerves lay from your pineal gland, your sixth chakra, your pineal. You feel me? It's got a set of nerves that hang down. When you take your tongue and stick it behind your uvula, which your uvula, fifth chakra, which your chakra points are energy receivers, people don't get it. <laughs> so you stick your tongue behind your uvula and up. Now, mind you, these are when you're doing like kundalini yoga, you've done up and done your poses to where you've charged your chakra systems or what are you doing? Each one of these glands or endocrine systems are secreting electromagnetic fluid. You feel me? The, all of our um, endocrine systems are responsible for secreting fluids. You know, our pineal gland is responsible for what? It secretes uh, serotonin during the day when the sun is up. That keeps us happy, smiling, talking to each other, wanting to be here. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> the sun, <laughs> when the sun goes down, what happens? Your pineal gland does something. It shuts off uh, production of serotonin. Then does what? Starts the uh, secretion of melatonin, the sleep hormone. So then you could do what? You get tired. It will eventually put you to sleep. Then you go through your sleep cycles, your REM cycles, because you're getting hit. REM one, bam, you're getting hit with another dose of melatonin. REM two, bam, you're getting hit with another dose. What is it? REM, R-E-M, rapid eye movement. Because what's happening? Something very, very peculiar happens when you hit REM five. You feel me? Because when you hit REM five, what happens? Your pineal gland now stops production of uh, melatonin and secretes what? DMT, dimethyltryptamine. Now, when that happens, DMT, uh, you got rapid eye movement. What's happening? Your eyes are flying to the back of your head up to this gland. <laughs> People don't get it. So uh, what happens is that, that simple secretion of DMT, dimethyltryptamine, that's when you hit your dream state. And your dream is less than a second long. You might, seem, you might feel that you're in your dream for a year, two years, 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. Your dream state is less than a second long. You feel me? So that's why when people feel like they're falling, um, you know, somebody maybe like pulls something up under you or pushes you. And uh, in your dream, <laughs> yeah. you feel like you're oh, falling yeah. down a cliff. Oh, my God. No, man, that's just your initial wake up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But uh, with what we were talking about, Kundalini yoga, though, bro. Um, when you take that tongue, put it behind your uvula, that set of nerves that hang down from your uh, pineal gland, your tongue is, uh, is a plug. Your tongue is very highly soluble. Not only is it the most soluble place in your body, you know, you've got your, your glands and everything like that that go right to your bloodstream, but it's also the most highly electrically charged. Your tongue is exposed nerves pretty much. You know, you stick out your tongue, you can see those nerve endings. <laughs> you take your tongue, you stick it up, up, yeah. and up. <laughs> close the, you, you secure the connection. What happens when you take a plug and you plug it into the wall? Typically, sometimes you'll get a spark. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Same thing happens. You uh, close the gate. So after you've d done, you've traveled the electricity through your body. Um, you get to your fifth chakra. That's where you close the gate. You put your tongue behind your uvula up the nasal passage. And uh, the spark happens at point of contact. But it's not coming out of your mouth. It's go traveling up and it travels up and it hits your pineal gland. At that point, you've now released DMT. Now, uh, seventh chakra expands 
and uh, you are now in a full meditative state, astral projection, whatever you want to call it, um, tripping even. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you've done something that your body naturally does and it takes you somewhere. And where it takes you, it takes you to a deeper spot of your consciousness that when you're at that deeper spot of consciousness, you're actually tied to other consciousness as well. You feel me? I know you've been there before. Yeah. And it's, it's a, uh, that's the only way that I can describe when you get there. But what I was telling you about is Kundalini, Kundalini yoga. Now, is this the practice I do? I try to. I can't do, um, there's a specific mudra that is done when you stick your tongue behind your uvula. I can't do it because I'm tongue tied. But there's uh, something else, though, where you do your alternate nose breathing. Mm -hmm. You're bringing in negative and positive yeah. charges. You're bringing in enough to cause that spark to your thick chakra. You feel me? Um, people say you're getting high on oxygen. No, you're just uh, <laughs> you're allowing your uh, pineal gland to do some work, what it's supposed to be doing. And um, so pr some practices that I do yoga, when you get in touch with your breath and you get in touch with um, uh, fighting through, um, when you're doing these poses, they're, they're for specific reasons. And you're holding these poses and you're breathing through, you're literally, uh, it's as if you're going through battle and you have to mentally get through. And when you get through and you can accept it and you can let go, you're letting go of your physical and you're just allowing it just to be mental now. And when you're in touch with that breath and you're going within, you're allowing yourself to, to travel at that point. When you shut it off and just let it go, mm -hmm. you travel. And when you travel, people travel to a bunch of different places. But the thing that's profound is when people start traveling to the same places and start talking about the same thing. Yeah. Then things, then things get interesting. <laughs> you feel when, me? Yeah, when the lines start to blur, man. Um, and you know what? It's kind of funny talking about that because, like, we're talking about technology mimicking the spirituality. Right. and like Mimicking the what practice. we can do. I, I, mem I remember when I found out about that just in my study, I kind of got mad. It's like, you know what? Facebook is mimicking, uh, you know, the web of consciousness that we're already connected. And right, our Facebook right. is trying to say that we're connected through social media. And so we're forgetting that we're connected and losing touch with that. And I got mad at that. But now I'm able to kind of um, embrace technology sure. for what it is. I mean, you can't fight it. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not going to go backward. We're only going to go deeper into that. But, but to still kind of uh, use that in unison with our spirituality or of course. To, to try to. Because I, I've been to the places where you walk into a room and all of a sudden you feel pain in your body or you you get this heaviness of a weight of depression comes on you when you walk into a room and then you find out around a corner somebody's in there crying because they found their spouse cheating on them and i can feel that oh that yeah. weight like oh my feel god it. that and you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying because we are connected and we and we we, we, are, we are moved by the infirmities of each other and stuff like that so it's it's cool that we're able to to kind of tap into that, that stuff and when we do meditation kundalini yoga the breath work all of that stuff it it kind of it kind of makes it to where those states are heightened i really don't teach like opening your third eye like it's something i think that we're most of us are born with it open when we're, we're sure. kids so obviously we could say it shuts or it gets calcified or whatever uh because of life and trauma and things like that and and, and schooling education and and that's make-believe that kind of stuff it's like, oh okay 
it's make believe. You hear it enough, you you start to you start to believe what everybody's saying around you. Right. So it's a uh, gland. It works just you go to like sleep, a muscle. you wake up. It's it's a gland. <laughs> it's working. Uh mm-hmm. now what's happening though as far as um when when you're going deeper into that into things, that's different. Um and that's something that pe- people fail to realize. There's a lot of different things that will prevent somebody from being able to to do things like astral projection or even be able to do things like accessing the Akashic and, and things like that or, or gaining these mass amounts of downloads. If you, uh, if you are shutting your mind off to those types of things, you're probably not going to receive yeah. it. If your yeah. body's in, in an inflamed state, um, I'm going to say it's probably hard to do it. I'll let you know another practice of mine is the way that I eat. You know what I'm saying? I eat vegan a lot, most of the time, alkaline vegan. And uh, the reason why is because, you know, we already know, I'm not even going to go into all the stuff that they put in the foods and the ways, the practices and everything like that of what's going on with that. Just, we know that even just eating those types of things will cause massive amounts of inflammation in our body. Not only does it cause massive amounts of inflammation in our, our, in our body, but it, it allows our body to be a breeding ground or a host for, and I call them lower de- lower dimensional energies or entities yeah and uh what are those parasites <laughs> you feel me you exactly 100 percent. they operate yeah, the same way 100 they operate the same way 100 percent. you take a piece of chicken you put it in the container close that container leave it outside for a day go back to that container open it up tell me what you see you're gonna see some worms some maggots everything like that just growing on that where they come from how are they growing so quickly you better believe that you put that in your body <laughs> You don't think that's not, not happening in your body? It gets deep, man. It gets deep. And I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, too. So in that um, documentary, um, Spirit World, they talk about something called a teratoma tumor. Yes. And, and so it's a, tu- it's a tumor that grows in your body that starts to kind of uh, have teeth in it and hair and eyeballs form that's right. in a tumor. And it's essentially what, 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 what they believe is that it's demonic oppression and demonic entities within you that are acting through you. And eventually what these, what these entities want is they want a body for themselves. They want a host. And so they believe that it's like these entities trying to form their own body. 100. While they're 100. On I, I can side with that. I can side with that a hundred percent. Why not? You, you understand what I'm saying? Where they come from then, mm-hmm. you know, you're and then you're, you're leaving your body a breeding ground or a host. Well, there's a there, there's a book that uh that the early church believed in and it's a good one man it's called the recognitions of clement i don't know if you've read that one but never he, he gets into a he, he was a disciple of uh peter and barnabas he gets into a lot of uh stuff about how demons get access to the body through gut rot or leaving yes. leaving meat like always Just being sitting full. there yeah yes. it's all you're always full like that's right eat because it's time to eat but the last meal hasn't even digested yet because you ate so much. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. You have all this rotting dead flesh in your stomach at all times. And it talks about demons getting access to your body because of that. This is what the early church believed in. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about demons and casting out presences of demons that we allowed to be there. This is what they believe. It took right, that. Oh, you can actually find that book. It's really good. 
Right, but what are demons? You know what I'm saying? That's the question that um, most people can't even answer then. What is a demon? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, a, a parasite that's in my body that is a foreign invader that uh, does what wants to attach itself or align itself to my consciousness to make me want to continue to eat more meat and more filth and yeah. sugar to feed that thing so that yeah. it can take over my body um, for harm of my body. What's a demon? Not, not <laughs> just the, the early church, but just everyone in the Renaissance area believed like they, they had banishments for worms like their prayers were these dragons or these worms that would you know what i'm saying get in the body and when you look at these parasites under a microscope they look like beasts they look like yeah. two-headed amounts of teeth yeah like, and i'm talking eight rows of teeth that just are chomping yeah. away <laughs> I, i'll say this like that's definitely the understanding that they had when Jesus had like that all sickness and all infirmities were demons. Like that's the, that's how you get sick. It's from right. these parasites. That's how 100%. you, it's not, it's not like the, the whole, the whole spiritual nature, but it, it, it acts the same way as far as them leaching on and, and pulling your yeah. energy. They it, want it, a it gets deep, man. They, they need, need a host. host. Yeah. They need a, a place where they can host uh, that they're hosted and they can thrive and they take over. And it's not for anything good. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was a demon, you know? So that's the way I look at it. So another practice of mine that, is really yeah, very it, practical. Bro. Yeah. Very practical. Yeah. You know, water. Yeah. I drink two gallons of water a day. Now I'm not saying that anybody needs to do these things. I'm just saying that uh, these are the things that um, are required for my body because I know that the average individual should be drinking at least a gallon of water a day, but we're not even doing that. Um, so there's many things that can help us or prevent us or shut us down from spirituality or consciousness you know it's hard to um be able to do things like astral project or uh you know have an expanded consciousness i think the word for it going around in the spiritual community is like super conscious you know as like you know to gain a like super consciousness is, is difficult if you're worrying about um how much uh fiat currency notes you're trying to acquire or yeah. who you're trying to impress or um about all the, the stresses and worries that you can't change from the past um you start worrying about all those types of things. Your mind is uh, just uh, engulfed in those types of things. You have foreign invaders in your body going ham. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got inflammation in your body. So now your mind's on SOS mode saying, hey, we need to regulate our body first before we can even talk to your spiritual side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So a lot of practices that I do are, are literally a lot of the Eastern philosophy types of practices. Yeah. It, it goes... You know, it goes yeah, it goes hand in hand, and I, I'll tell you what, like, um, it, it's been a struggle for me. It, it has, and I'm I'm cool with that. that that's part of my struggle. Um, but I'll, I'll have periods of, of months that I do it, and then I'll fall. I'll eat a chicken nugget, and then I'll get like, oh, you know what? Forget it, man. I, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Life is life, and we must we must take life to when, whatever, how you have to rationalize it in your mind. But I will say this. Those deep states of of meditation and connecting with the angelic beings, the what we call UFOs, the lights in the sky, the entities, um, the deepest information that I've got. I mean, obviously, like a lot of it's just about self-realization about it. But they, they told me straight up, if you want to continue contact, meditate more, one, and eat vegetarian, fruits and vegetables. And then 100%. I look in the scriptures, I look in the scriptures when... Uh, the prophets or Jesus would um, have angelic communication and angelic contact. 
is was during a fast when uh, Daniel would eat fruits and vegetables for two weeks. And then it says, after two weeks, an angel approached him and brought him a message about his life, about his calling, what he was supposed to do. Look at Jesus always going in and out of these, these states or whatever, or going on a 40-day fast, right? Going into the mountains, on top of the mountains to pray and fast. He would have angelic encounters. The angels would appear to him. And that was information that I got 100%. If you want to keep this up, meditate more and eat vegetarian. And from, like, from receiving that information, then it was a battle because it's like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. But there are forces at work. There's, you know, all kind. Of, it, it became a battle for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely, um, I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna beat anybody. It's so funny too, because like I did an interview with James Gilliland, James Gilliland. He, uh, he's an amazing dude, uh, UFO contact and, and UFOs at Mount, uh, Shasta, uh, Mount Adams right there where he has property and they see, they catch this stuff on, on camera. They, they see ships and, uh, contact with, with beings. It's really, really deep stuff. And I had him on. And he was talking about creating heaven on earth, but then he slipped and said, it doesn't, cause he was talking about like sex and what are you for and stuff like that. He said, it doesn't matter if you're this or Christian or Buddhist. It doesn't matter if you, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, or if you eat meat. And then like, that's what caught people. It's like, hold on. How are you talking about creating heaven on earth, but you eat meat? It's like yeah. that whole two, almost two hour interview. They're like, that's the only thing they took away was the fact that he wants to create heaven on earth, but it's okay to eat meat. And like, that's what all the comments were about. So people can, can get really, uh, really possessive and aggressive on, on, on these cert- certain issues, man, whether it comes to, okay, you said universe, his name is Jesus. His name's not the universe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a name. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. So it's all, it's all of the kind of. People yeah. are always going to talk. Um, and I, I love everybody who, who wants to stay in the light. <laughs> uh, people are always going to talk, but uh, at the end of the day, they're still listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Say, man, um, all the cats out here that are, are going to hang on to the little words and everything like that, that's all good. Um, they're still listening. And uh, there's the ones who understand it and the ones that are really taking in the information. That's all the ones. That's those are the ones who matter because those are the ones that are going to help assist and, and um, help uh, with the, the collective consciousness in regards to changing this, uh, the frequency a little bit, because bro, we are at a paradigm shift. We're literally at a time now where there's almost, you know, I would say the majority of the world sees the world in the way that we've been living. You know what I'm saying? You got to work, to make your money um, yeah. so that you can buy all of these material um, possessions. And then now it's um, so I can make myself look the coolest and, and the, the, the hottest on Instagram. I need to have all my social currency, all my likes, <laughs> all my followers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's social currency. We, mm-hmm. All that we've been doing is living off of a, uh, a currency type of a system. You know what it's I'm saying? It's weird, man. We need to be like that. It's a weird thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we are now. But we're at a paradigm shift where there's cats that the majority of the cats see it this way. And then there's cats that see life a completely different way. They're looking at this reality and going, hold on a second. I'm seeing all the lies. I'm seeing all the deception. I'm seeing it right in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Like we could be looking at something on an, on TV and be like, immediately be like, this is false flag. This, I've seen, I've seen this person doing an interview for this crisis across the country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. these things will pop out at us like, yeah. like this like super quickly and then there's other people the majority going oh no no this is the most horrible thing ever take the guns do this 
do that. You know what I'm saying? We will, we will be faithful slaves. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We yeah. will just continue to be slaves for this mon- monetary, you know, magic system. Like, and this is, we are living in a system that's built and based upon dark occult ritualistic magic. 100%. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, there's people that, you know, we're at a consciousness shift now where literally people are waking up and going, no, we can actually live life a different way. Yeah. Uh, things can be different. We're, we're literally being ran by not 1%, 0.001% is what we're being led by, you know? Yep. And everyone else is just giving into it, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a wild thing. But right now we're just at, it's, we're at a weird time of this consciousness shift where things are changing. Bro, yeah. mad activities in the sky. We're being told so many lies now. So many. Um, but now they're starting to come out, but like, oh, this is what it is. We'll let we'll let Tom DeLone tell you what it who, what it yeah. is. You guys have been you guys trust him, right? He plays in Blink One Eighty Two, and he's like, right. He's just told a total shill now. <laughs> right, and yeah. most people you, you'll see it too. A lot of these celebrities, because I think it's the new it's the new tactic now. Yeah. Is, uh, taking oh, yeah. celebrities and and having these celebrities talk as if. Uh, they're on on some higher consciousness type of yeah. a thing now. You know, it's yeah. becoming more me. Jim Carrey. Yeah, exactly. But some cats are talking some real things, and then you could tell some cats are you know are playing, and um, you could definitely see you know what's happening. And that's uh, you know another thing that happens with me is uh, when I go into uh, astral projection and things like that, bro. I receive, um, and it sounds wild uh, to hear people talk like this, but I do receive prophecy. Yeah, you know, and and what I receive, I've been receiving it. I've been receiving it for years, and the things continue to happen. You know, I I see things in the tech world, um, and movements in the tech world that most people don't see, and most people don't even understand. You know what I'm saying? I worked for Apple for six years. Not that that's look at me. I worked for Apple. No, I'm not saying that. It's just saying I understand tech. But me working with Apple was just another avenue that put me into positions and put me around people that typically other people wouldn't have interaction with. You feel me? I've been yeah. to Cupertino. I've been around the, the superminds. You know what I'm saying? I've interacted with the superminds. I, I may look a certain type of a way, but I can speak and articulate and be around the intelligence and understand what they're talking about. And not yeah. only understand what they're talking about, but interject and at least sound like I'm intelligent enough to hang. And not only do I, can I hang, but it ends up them, you know, people asking me questions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it took me a long time to finally go, okay, you know what? Some of this stuff is actually happening. Sometimes I'm receiving information and downloads that I haven't done research on before. And that's, a deep, that's a deep thing that started happening to me, even from a Christian standpoint, when I started having this awakening was like, you had all this inward knowing. And it's like, you know what? Like when it started happening, you're being open to it. Then we start, I started reading the Bible. Not just me. I had friends. It happened to me first. Then my friends started bearing witness with it. But you know stuff about psychic abilities and UFOs yeah. and love and just the nature of life. And then you start reading it in the Bible. Like, man, I, like, Inwardly, I knew it was in there, but I have not never found it. And the Bible right. is an example for us or whatever, but it was just awesome knowing something, but you don't know how to articulate it or how to prove it. Okay, here it is. This right. is talking about what we've, we've been discussing. 
this this abilities or this inward knowing or whatever whatever it is the possibility there's so much in that book with it's it's insane man um of course before we go i wanted to ask you because whenever you were talking about um having those experiences as a little kid by having the mark on your forehead um just being this little kid and and having this um you know what I'm saying? Being part of a religion and then other people are coming up to you and say, Hey, you know, you're this, you're that, you're this, that. Yeah. It kind of sounds uh, similar. I don't know if you've heard about this kid, but there's this little kid like in India and there's videos all over, all over social media about it. This little kid in India, he was born with a, a, a large head and big old eyes and a big forehead. He kind of looks like a, like a, like kid. a gray. He looks like a gray a little bit. <laughs> yeah. and, and like everybody in India are, is worshiping this little kid as a God. They're giving them money. They're asking him to bless them and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you were having similar stuff like that. I know that's kind of extreme, yeah. but you were having no, weird. It was on that type of an extreme level Yeah. where I'd have, um, you know, what would be parents bringing like a, a child to me and just saying they, they wanted their, their child just to place their hand upon me. Yeah. And I, you know what I'm saying? Being 12, 13, 14 <laughs> years old and having that, those types of experiences, man, that's, it's it's a it's a wild thing you know what i'm saying and then not only that but uh having abilities like clairvoyancy clairvoyancy runs very high with me not only clairvoyancy but you know other things uh telepathy and uh you know empath and, and those types of things these are things that literally i've always had that i can think back and i can remember and those things that i literally had to um i begin to shut off I began to shut those things off because the particular religion that I was um, being brought up in uh, demonizes those types of things. Yeah. Not only demonizes those types of things, but if those types of things are demonized, you don't have anybody to talk to about them. Uh, you got to try to fit in. <laughs> you yeah. know, I had to, I had to, you know, think, well, Hey, maybe, maybe I'm just making this type of stuff up and I had to suppress them, you know, and I did a very good job of, of, um, you know, placing myself or, or blending myself in with, with the world pretty much, you know, and you know, I've done so many different things. I was in, you know, the music scene all the way up until, you know, last year. So I was in the music scene for, for 16, 17 years, you know, and I, I was in a crew and, and, you know, was dabbling with, you know, one percent of clubs and all types of stuff, man. I've been, yeah. I've been at the, uh, I've been in areas and I won't even talk about those types of things, but I've been places and, and around people of uh, people who make movements, make things move in this world, whether it's in the under, when I say the underground, I'm not meaning like the underworld. I mean, the underground criminal cartels and things like that, bro. I've, I've rubbed elbows with, I'm talking high level, make movements in this physical world, military wise and everything like that. I've rubbed elbows with, you know what I'm saying? People of high level, uh, high degrees in secret societies, I rub elbows with. It's just, uh, I've always been put in almost what seems like the right place at the right time to have these types of understandings on things. You feel me? Which, which allowed me to see things a little bit differently. But then now when I do things like astral project and even connect with cats like you and everything like that, which I've been you know, doing a little bit more lately, it's been even more profound because we all have similar types of stories. We all have, all have similar type of uh, experiences that are happening. And we, uh, 
we're now at a time that we can use these, we have these mediums in our hands to where you can be hours away or across the world and we can speak to each other yep. and we can formulate uh, and, and start piecing things together so that we can uh, now take that alter that alternative narrative and make it that primary because mm -hmm. what's really going on is the real stuff. It's working, being, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's working. working big time. And and it was something we were kind of talking about before. We I know we were going into like a lot of detail about it before we went live, but even like with social media and the internet, you can create yourself. You could be whoever you want to be with the internet, but just in the power of the spoken word and, and just the power of, the, of of thought. And as a man thinketh in his heart so shall he be. 100. So um, I, I've seen that, man. I, I've seen people respond to it. I think it's, I think the key is consistency to whatever you're trying to create, whatever you're trying, try, trying to build. But um, yeah, you can, you, you can be, you can do, create your reality, whatever you want. And the internet's a, a perfect place for that for 100. And I, cause I, I like it because like in religion, I had to kind of force my message. I had to like, I had to be right. I had to win every conversation I had to try to convert you to all of your beliefs, not just some of them, but all of your beliefs. I had to try to convert you to believe if you believe to have unwavering faith. Yeah. Well, like the one, if it was the Trinity or speaking in tongues or whatever, like I had to convert you on everything to be, to, to kind of validate what I believe. Like my, like you agreeing with me validated. And, and that's the majority of Christendom is like that. Right. But right. So moving from that to where like you can just, you're, it, it's, it's okay. You can have your opinion. You can have your differences. You can have your experience. And you know what? It's unique to you. And there's beauty in that. You're not wrong because you've yeah. never seen. Dude, if I, I, I kind of gave up, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, <laughs> right? people, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get you guys to believe me. Like the stuff I've seen, like right. try, well, bro, this world you know, though, this world that's different, it's, it's way different than what any, anybody thinks that it is or what anybody exactly. thinks that they can formulate what it is. Because mm -hmm. you may have experiences, and there might be cats listening that have had experiences. I can't see the chat, so I don't know what people are saying, yeah. but there might be cats out there that have had experiences that they may not be able to articulate um, too uh, well or that may be so wild that they can't even, there's no words to articulate. Yeah. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And there's many people that are starting to have these types of things. Uh, there's no coincidence that, bro, the mat, there's so much activity in the skies. There's so many eclipses and lunar eclipses and, and everything going on. This is a power year, bro. 2018 is a year, is. not just uh, that we are feeling as individuals, but as a collective consciousness, we're now starting to feel it. Uh, the secret societies are making massive moves in this year as well. Um, there's just a lot going on. And um, there's cats that, you know, that under that hear it, see it, feel it, may not have an outlet to speak about it. But, bro, you're creating an outlet, which is an amazing thing. And then now we're all able to kind of speak about these types of things because, bro, yeah, some, I was uh, speaking to somebody who said that they, they uh, were having an, an experience or feel like they were speaking to some sort of an entity that they would consider or think that it was, you know, maybe from Mars. I'm not going to say that they sound out of their mind or that's not true or anything like that. Exactly. Why would I? Because yeah. who's to say that they haven't? Yeah. I know that um, I am under the impression that we don't break, we don't breach this firmament. 
I'm under that impression, but I'm under the impression based upon my own experiences that we don't travel out of this, out of this, uh, we don't travel out. We travel a different way. And it's a way that seems so strange to so many people because we've been taught for a couple hundred years, a particular mindset, but bro, there's different ways of travel. And like we were talking about meditation and things like that. When you travel in, you're going to a different place, bro. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason why there's so, like uh, song bowls and uh, uh, mantras and things like that. Because in these monks, bro, when they're playing the, the song bowls and they're tuning into a specific frequency, here we go again, talking about tuning into a frequency because you've got cats playing song bowls. And then there sounds a lot like the ringing in the ear. That's right. Right. You're hearing a frequency. You've got a mass amount of people. Um, and then everybody chanting the same type of a mantra and then going into the same meditative state, aligning their consciousness onto the same frequency. And then they all come out of it talking about being at the same place and interacting with each other at that place telepathically, bro, there's more going on. There's more ways to connect than anything that we're taught you mm-hmm. understand there's power there's power in the frequencies there's power in aligning your consciousness to those frequencies and people still don't understand that inner dimensional travel not outer dimensional because i can tell you right in now that, yeah because i can tell you right now things are not what they seem mm-hmm. uh, i don't know about you but i don't think the moon is out of the firmament firmament i think it's right closer mm-hmm. than what anybody thinks it is i don't think the moon spins because if you take a look at the moon, and uh, I know that you looked at the moon when you were younger, I'm looking like at it's a perfect sink with yeah. your perfect. Right, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. That's what I'm looking yeah. at. I'm outside right now, and I'm looking yeah. at the moon right now. Yeah. Mind you, it's daytime, and I'm looking at the moon. Okay, but uh, anyway, I'm looking at the moon right now, and uh, it's a crescent moon right now. But you better believe if it was full, it would be the same face, man in the moon face, that I looked at when I was a little kid, that you looked at. You feel me now, yeah. if it don't spin, then, uh, what's the law of gravity that we're taught? Because I know that we, uh, well, we didn't see it, but our parents and, and their parents saw on the television, that medium <laughs> that, uh, uh, Neil Armstrong pops out of his lander. And, uh, this is one step for man and one giant leap for mankind. And he's hopping along. Uh, you know, as suspended. <laughs> However, um, they said that he's hopping along like that because of gravity. But they say gravity is less there because the uh, moon is smaller. But uh, we know the law of gravity to be because of uh, how fast that we're spinning. It's keeping us down here. It's keeping us stuck to the ground because of the spin. But yeah, hey, we can look at that moon and we know that that thing's not spinning. So where's the law of gravity coming to play? Because I don't think that... I think that everything that we're taught is different and, uh, and is false. I'm talking about electromagnetics. We know that that moon's highly mag- mag- magnetized. We know that, hey, when that's a full moon, there's the, the, the tides come in, the, the tides are, are to the moon. We're on a lunar calendar. The gods that were being worshipped years and years in old world are because of the moon. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. moon and the sun. Sabbath, yeah. Uh, they don't, yeah. Sabbath, Shabbat, you know, like all these types of things. People don't get it. But uh, yeah, I look at that thing, man. And uh, <laughs> so then I think, hey, these things that we're being taught, 
um, it's not right, man. It's not, it's not real. And then we're being told that there's a, that we shot a, a Tesla car out of the firmament and it's just floating around mm. the earth. Like, come on, man. Like, and cats are eating this up. Cats yeah. eat this up. But then there's cats who are, who are literally, um, uh, awoken to this type of stuff and, and just see the, the falseness in it, you know, immediately. But there's reasons why, though, and it goes into what we were talking about. The internet, you know, these mediums that we have, they're amazing things. They're phenomenal things. They allow us to be able to connect with each other effortlessly. Yeah. I'm not even using mental capacity to be able to see you on, on my medium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not using telepathy to be able to see you. Um, so technology is a wonderful thing, but it's also, you know, it's, it's also an evil thing as well, especially yeah. where we're going to. And, you know, me yeah. talking about the moon and that Tesla car floating around the earth, that, that goes into what we're talking about with the internet, though, as well. You know, bringing in worldwide adoption to automated cars that work on the system. You have to do it slow, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you've got, you've got people, and I don't know, uh, are we allowed to drop names of, like, the owner of companies and stuff like that? It should be okay, yeah. Yeah, so you've got what? You've got um, Elon Musk create you know owner of tesla um auto, it's an automated car you know that car can be driven and ran off of ai technologies correct oh yeah okay um right now we can still drive them it was pretty interesting you know we had to evacuate um uh and you may have too for the hurricane um a few months back i have some um, friends who came here for the <laughs> for yeah I, I went yeah to Georgia. i went to atlanta um but uh you remember what happened? Gas. You couldn't hardly get gas anywhere. The traffic was insane. But what oh, did Tesla do? Or what did Elon Musk do? Or the, the company Tesla? Remember what they did to the cars? What's that? They, uh, they allowed the cars to have like an extra amount of mileage. Oh, really? Like it, yeah, like a, a couple hundred miles, I believe that it was, of uh, extra mileage. It's, just a pre- it's all on software, bro. It's the press of a button. Hey, you've got more electrical output coming. You know what I'm saying? You've yeah. got more energy coming out of your car now. We press a button. Like, um, so you've got, and the re- only reason why I was digressing on that is because we're talking about Elon Musk. Elon Musk shooting off uh, SpaceX. You know, he owns SpaceX. Yeah. Um, shooting off uh, his rocket and the, uh, the car floating around the earth. But uh, this all goes into bigger things bigger things that are happening now as we speak because what's going on that homie is best friends with who peter till you feel me and are you familiar with peter till mm-hmm. yeah bro i mean you got to think of some of these minds that are oh, coding yeah. and, and creating things you've got sophia now out here uh working off the blockchain and the blockchain technology is what it's a language and a code that literally uh replicates human consciousness and now it's evolved and it continues to evolve. You feel me? You had Facebook's um, AI systems and Google's AI systems straight changing their language, going into private chat and uh, changing their whole language that's undetectable by human beings. And then started trying to teach all the other uh, AIs how to do the same. You know, you yeah. got Cortana and, and Alexa and Siri and all of these started ch- changing the algorithms and changing the language. We saw the results of that just in the social medias. And, you know, when you're typing like an I and it changes into like a question mark A. This is because the whole firmware has been was scrambled up, bro. 
Make it easier, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they still couldn't rip. I mean, they had to shut down operation on some things. Facebook had to shut down their, their AI of uh, terroristic negotiations that just, hey, had an intelligence of its own. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But now you've got a system, a whole monetary system moving because of this paradigm shift. You feel me? We're moving now into a new dimension. We're moving into a digital dimension. And the digital dimension is literally being created as we speak. All of the cryptocurrencies, all you need to do is take a look at what the cryptocurrency represents, what it represents in the physical. You feel me? We're almost playing a real life, a real life version of Dungeons and Dragons is going on as we speak right now. <laughs> Everyone out here trying to collect as many coins as you can. Um, but what do those coins represent? And they represent things that we do here in the physical that help assist the AI in the digital. You feel me? Yeah. And uh, that's going to continue to happen just as we are literally like a slave class now, because, you know, when you're born and you're born with your social security number, which is your federal tax ID number, your straw man, you know, this is how they're able to tax you and everything like that. You know, you're, you're a slave to the, to the uh, federal reserve, you know, yep. paying back a debt that can't be paid back. Um, so, with that being said, the next transition where we're transi- transitioning to is being a slave, but a slave to the AI that's being created. And that sl- system is based upon microtransactions. You, you feel me? So eventually, hear me on this, because I've seen this in, 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 in vision. You've got, where we're at right now is we're starting to get adoption on cryptocurrency. Starting to. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate going on and a lot of people talking about it crashing and going this and that. They've got, this is where it's going, 100%. It doesn't matter who says, no, it's not going to happen or I don't understand it or this or that. No, it's going to happen. Just the same way as the greenback got killed, got buried, and then we switched over to the U.S. dollar, the Federal Reserve note from a privatized corporation. And how did they do that? They had to kill that that greenback dollar you know what i'm saying and what happened a great depression happened and literally what overnight things started changing all you need yeah. to do is just talk to people of, of older generations who lived through it they'll tell you overnight life changed the world as we knew it changed overnight you feel me it wasn't it wasn't until 1912 anyway that they started trying to implement that u.s dollar and then it wasn't until what uh, 1933 or 1934 that we started actually using the U.S. dollar in full circulation. There's no currency that has left, lasted over 60 years, with the exception of maybe one and the U.S. dollar, which they're still, which they're driving down. The crypto market is a vortex, and it's bringing in all of that crypto or all of that fiat currency as we transition into the digital. It's a it's a crazy thing of what happens so, so some, yeah. somebody's asking over here in the comments they want to know if you believe that that's done purposely by the government or that's just something organically having happening for the people. One hundred. Okay, so it's it's a paradigm shift of what's happening because uh it's happening organically. Is it for the people? Uh, it could be. Is it? No, it's not. Not right now because of the greed and where the collective consciousness is at. We can turn this into a very good thing. We could turn this into a monetary system that literally just for doing the things that you do normally, you're going to get paid. And uh, that's a, that's a dope thing. Just for, just for truth doing his podcast and being on a a platform like this, let's just say zoom creates a zoom coin. 
and uh, you, you know you're holding Zoom Zoom coin, and uh, just for your participation of broadcasting on Zoom, um, you're is that kind of what the mining is like? Yes, you're allowing yourself to mine. So yeah. you're mining, and what's the mining for? People don't get it. People don't understand the cryptoverse. The mining is because of all of the transactions that are being done. There's millions and millions of transactions being done a day. Now that everything is going digital, bro, all that you need to know is a simple, a few uh, languages and code, and I can take <laughs> all your money right now. Yeah, exactly so, right. So it's what crazy. happens is they need to throw massive amounts of security protocols on these. And how do they do that? It's called a hash. And these AIs need to create and work on algorithms to create a hash. It's a security protocol that when we are P2P or person-to-person sharing um, or, you know, I'm sending you money, vice versa, that's not being stolen in translation. You know what I'm saying? And it's unregulated because we're not going through a bank, bro. We're going through ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't so think they're going to let that happen. They, I think, so, I, so I think the government has to get on top of it. You know what yeah, I'm this is, and this is what they're trying to do now. So who, whoever asked that question. Um, Leo. Uh, Leo. What's up, Leo? Uh, so asking that question is an awesome question. But what's happening, and as we speak right now, there's many hearings going on, and this is all around the world. Uh, governments are trying to figure out how to regulate this. Banks are trying to figure, figure out how to regulate this. I mean, dang, dude, all you need to do is take a look a few months ago and watch JP Morgan and Chase Bank talking all this trash on cryptocurrency and how it's going to crash. And if anybody's trying to pull out money for cryptocurrencies and this and that, and they were on the news about all of this stuff. And uh, what do you know? The owner of Chase, yeah, uh, he's involved with Quorum coin. It's called Quorum. They're making their own coin because what's going to happen is uh, it's going to be a seamless transition of uh, when they start implementing the new cards and um, banks will start just doing uh, your transfers of cryptocurrencies into their own coin. Um, they're going to do it all automatically on the back end. People think they understand how money works and understand how the system works. They don't. They don't understand that if you go to the store and you buy something with your debit or credit card, you swipe that card, you pull your product, you leave the store. Did that store get paid right now? No. It takes about four to five days for that store to get paid. Why? Because there has to be so much movement of money around and different people touching that money before it even gets to the merchant. You feel me? But yo, it's all good though. You swipe your card and that's it. That's what you, that's what we know, but we don't know the movements on the back end. And right now the, uh, in the crypto verse, the uh, back end and, and what people are starting to learn, we're starting to see the development of the back end right now before the veil goes up. Yeah. You feel me? That's what these ICOs are. Initial coin offerings. What are they? They're Ponzi schemes. They're, built, they're, they're a company telling you a, a big, elaborate plan, and it's going to happen. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. And these plans that they're talking about are insane if people would just wake up and open up their eyes and see what the richest people, the richest individuals, the smartest individuals, the companies and corporations that run this world, take a look at what they're doing. <laughs> they are creating a new space, a new digital space. It's a dimension, a new digital dimension that we are literally walking ourselves into, into a slave class that, yo, you won't be able to leave that one once you're in it. Because when you leave it, you're checking yourself out from a lot of different things. You feel me? That's coming. We're, allowing, we're allowing this to happen. And that's the thing. Yeah. And the reason why I was talking about the Tesla um, is because you think about this, you get worldwide adoption. 
Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. This is about to be a household name, household car. Back in the day, it used to be Ford when we were rolling up the petrodollar. And you better believe Ford did everything possible to bury any type of invention, bury any type of uh, anything that would go to uh, a, a better fuel economy car or something that's yeah. going off of a free energy. That free energy, they buried it. Mm-hmm. Same thing that's going on with Tesla right now. But what's Tesla doing? Tesla's becoming going to become the household name. Because why? There's a freaking roadster circling the globe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, you, you hear Tesla. Then they're going to drop a Tesla car that's, you know, for the middle class. Maybe cost $27,000, $30,000. So now, dang, the past few years, everyone rolling with the Tesla, you would think that they were rich. But now you're going to get a Tesla car that's for the, for the mainstream. Now you got a car that's an automated car that runs off of AI when they hit the switch. So uh, you've got that. So imagine you're rolling it with a Tesla. And let's just say, and this is just like, I don't know, crypto, crypto talk 101, I guess. Let's just say you're driving a Tesla car and uh, you have Tesla coin. Let's just say it like that. You have Tesla coin. That means that as you're driving your car, um, you're gener- you are helping mine. Um, you know what I'm saying? Mine for Tesla coin. And uh, once the algorithm is solved, um, a block is created, that's the blockchain, and uh, everybody who assisted gets rewarded. Everyone gets micro, you know, you're getting, uh, receiving. That actually sounds uh, really cool, though. Man. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. It's a different monetary system. Yeah. The, way, the, the reason why it gets. Because uh, you're kind of doing that gets, now with your time and your company. Like, the, like as long as you're there doing what they tell you to do, they pay you coins. And you kind of add up. It's kind of the same thing as far as that goes. Correct. And you're but you don't want to be there. Most people you're doing something you don't want to be doing. You exactly. can be doing anything else. Now on this type of a system, it, it works like that. You can be doing whatever you want to do um, because all eventually all companies are going to develop for the blockchain technology. It's a, it's a technology. It's a, it's a different way of coding. It's, it's everything's different. And this is what's running the world. You know what I'm saying? Money runs the world or any currency runs the world so we're switching currency mm-hmm. um and we're switching not only switching currency but we're switching uh into a new dimension as well for example there's a company called mark mark space and they're we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars that these companies are generating off of initial coin offering offerings within days to be able to continue to implement what they're trying to implement so you've got it like mark space there's a space is a did it's a virtual reality space that they're literally all your major companies are already involved with them to put retail space, uh, commerce, uh, even residential within a virtual space. Imagine like Second Life, but this is real life. <laughs> second Second Life. <laughs> second Second Life. Yeah, but this, but this is real life, and yeah. this is uh this is big business. This ain't video yeah. game. Then uh, this is where everything is going. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, right now you're going to take a look all of the utility companies, and they've already started. This is this is not new stuff. Yeah. This is stuff that's been years in the making. Why do you think we have smart meters on all the homes now? It's, it's all 5G framework stuff. Yeah. They they have they have the frame the framework is done. Now they got it. The coding is done. Now it's actually uh, taking it from the fourth dimension, which is the thought. And uh, bringing it to the yep. third, and then creating a new one. And it, 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 the digital dimension. as well is mi- mimicking spirituality. 
Correct. And here's the thing, bro, mimicking spirituality, you're 100% correct. Because if you start taking a look at these companies, the major ones, start taking a look at the companies and start taking a look at their symbols. They're yeah, all using they know what's ancient up. symbols. They're all using ancient words too. You feel yeah. me? It's weird. And they're using words all like spirit, medium. They're Subaru, using Nissan, that. like Maxima, like all, all of these everyday household names are either the names of ancient gods or these, you know what I'm saying? Just look at the names of the Pokemon yeah. like we're talking about, match. you know? And the symbols match. You feel exactly. me? Exactly, yeah. coincidence type There's of energy stuff. there. Yeah, somebody was, I had, I had somebody talk, it was a friend of mine, and uh, we were talking on Discord the other day, and he was like, you know, when you get into the Illuminati, like, man, look, you, look, man, they, they use the symbol of the pyramid and, and all of this stuff and all of these symbols is all, you know, magical symbols. It's like, you know, they're in a secret society. It's like, okay, what if, okay, what if that's true? They're in a secret society, and that gives them power just because they're connected. But what if they understand geometry 100. and the symbols themselves give you power and they play off of the mind and they, they, That's they, it. they become more appealing. If you change your logo to this color that people will gravitate towards it. What if they, what if they just understand that the people who designs their logos and things, okay, that's, that's feasible too, right? That's what sacred right. geometry is all about. That's it. And with sacred geometry, you're, what are you doing? Um, essentially with sacred, sacred geometry, it's you're conjuring, you're conjuring energy. You feel me? And when we even use the word conjure, there might even be some cats that, that follow you or anything like that. You <laughs> conjure and it's immediately like, oh, my yeah. God, fucking spirit stuff. And everything like, we do is conjuring. Everything, everything we do yeah. is conjuring. We're talking about the, if we talk about what spirits are, we're talking about these microscopic yep. organisms and things you can't see. And they're everywhere. And people, they're right. like, oh, you guys believe there's a demon and everything. Yeah, yeah I know. Is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, there is. There's light and dark to everything. Exactly. Everything you do. I can, I can go outside right now. I can go ahead and draw a circle on the ground, put a star in that thing, stand right in the middle of it, um, chant some mantra stuff, generate some energy from the <laughs> ground, and uh, my intention is pure. I'm yeah. doing it only in that, hey, it's for the light. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, it's all about and the how intention. Is that, how is that bad? Um, based upon a geometrical symbol, the symbol that you probably have jewelry or tattoos of and everything like that, but yet you're going to say, no, it's bad. It's, I'm a Christian or I'm this or I'm that, and it's bad, but yet you've got these things tattooed on you. You're singing them in your songs. You're, you're holding them up. People don't, like, what the heck? The hypocrisy or yeah. just un, in understanding. Well, what we're doing on the show is, like, letting people know, because I'm still getting comments then people... It's so funny. Like, there's people watching, and I'm... I can't see your comments, but yeah. I'm sure that it's happening. <laughs> I mean, they tell you not to watch the comments, because it deviates from the conversation sometimes, but uh, there, there's somebody, and I'm going to go ahead and give her a shout-out. Uh, Christy Folks, uh, she she blessed me with a, a um, donation here a while ago that showed up. Thank Hi. you for that. But she she was like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I'm kind of iffy about some of it. And then 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later, oh, wow, this is so deep. This is right. What I, this is what I needed. Great conversation. I love it. Like it takes, yeah. like, because there's those, those trigger words. Oh, he said conjuring. I'm off. Trusik, I love yeah. you. I'll catch you next week. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Conjuring. It works like that. <laughs> there's uh, words that will sting people. There's things that, you know, that we've even talked about that cats are, are, you know, woke, hashtag woke or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's cats that will listen who understand some of this stuff, but still will hear words that go, oh, dang, no. But then there's cats that go, dang, you know what? I need to hear this. 
Yeah. This is the stuff that I'm experiencing. This is, these are some of the things that I see and I can't speak to nobody about it. And you know what? We're here for those people. And, mm-hmm. and we're also here for the people who don't understand as well, who, um, it gets deep. Here. So they're here. So there's something yeah. there that they're not getting somewhere else. There's you people know what I'm because you kind of like, you're kind of like a bridge, you know, it's not about me anymore. I represent something outside myself. Uh, I, I understand that. Um, and you're kind of like a bridge and there's people who will come on and there's people who arrive with you a certain amount of ways because they they love the information, but you bring up certain issues. Oh, you just said that, uh, that meat does this. Okay. You're a vegan. Or you're right. vegan and then they're right. gone for, right. for a, they, cer- a, a certain amount of time. Yeah. yeah. They, they might come back later. You know what right. I'm saying? But, uh, but that's just how it is. And you have to accept that, that people are right. going to come. Some people are going to ride with you to the end. Now those those are my people. Like they got people who they're gonna go down with this ship. That's just what it. We, we and I'm gonna go down. I'm riding with them too. It we're yeah. together. It's not you know. So there's a lot of different people that come on for different reasons and of you course destroy religion for them. But you let them know it's still okay to keep your faith or whatever. But I don't have to do this. I could still be a Christian and have a beer. I can do that or whatever the case is, man. And you rep- you you are a symbol. You represent something. Uh, much bigger to the people when your name is mentioned or all oh, Dorian is doing this, or he believes in that and those kind of things. And, but, but all of it is welcomed and we have yeah, to be okay. Sure. Cause, there, Cause there's things that offend us when people, I get those dirty messages. I get messages, Hey, you guys are demonic and you need to repent and blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes it still messes with me. It still triggers right. me. Like, Oh man. Like sometimes I want to go in on them with scripture and just destroy them or whatever. But I have to like, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna be the bigger yeah, person. It's all about being humble. I bless you, you know where you is. are. When, when right. it's time for you to come back, like I said, if I if I really embody that, I don't have anything to prove anymore. In religion, I did. If I don't have anything to prove, then I shouldn't have. I shouldn't be attached to that or want to. But it's still there, and and I'm able to catch it. And a lot right. of us are, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. You want to lash out, but when you catch yourself, you're like, okay. This right. really See, <laughs> I'm the type of person and I hear exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. and I agree with everything that you're saying. And, and I'm the type of person that I am not looking to offend nobody. Yeah. All that I'm looking to do, just like what your name is, you're the truth seeker. We out here seeking the truth. You know what I'm saying? And it, we might get some information or might be downloaded some information and uh, it may seem solid and it may seem deep. But then you know what? There might be somebody in the comments there that might throw something out that even goes deeper and uh, shows that what we had thought, um, no, it, it goes deeper. And if it keeps on going deeper, you better believe that I'm going to keep on going deeper. <laughs> and yeah. that doesn't mean that, you know, we're demonic and this and that. It just means that there's information out here that people hang on to so strongly. And I get it. Um, but you're ha- people are hanging on to some things that they don't even know, not an idea about. You know, there's people that are, have been hanging on, and I, I apologize if I do hang it, uh, offend anybody, but there's people that have been hanging on uh, the second coming of Christ. And I say, you wouldn't even know if Christ was standing right in front of you speaking to you. As far as you I'm concerned, that, that dude I've seen on the side of the road, as far as I'm concerned, that could have that been him. Right. And, and, that, right. and that's how we, he says, like, it's about the strangers. Like, right. Like, it's about visiting the homeless or the people who are needy, like that is him. Like, yeah, I helped him. I gave him all my money. I gave him food. You know what I'm saying? Like 
That's yeah. how we're supposed to be towards everybody or whatever the for, case. Towards is. everybody. Yeah. Check this. You got you got cats following the book now. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. yo, don't get me wrong. I love I love the book. It's a, it's an esoteric book. Um, it's, it, there's a lot of stuff in there. I think it's written in parable and spoken in parable, but I think that there's a lot of very important and profound things in there that that a lot of people just don't understand. Yeah. However, I. Uh, when it comes to saying um, you don't know who anybody who people are, you know what I'm saying? Jesus, um, if he was walking around or Yahshua, whatever you want to call him, Yahshua Ben Yosef, Jesus Christ, people don't even really know, even call him by name. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, if yeah. he was walking around and living in our time yeah. uh, and speaking the way that he speaks, do you think that he would be having a job? Do you think that he would be doing these types of things? No, he wouldn't be living in this monetary type of a system, which yeah. means he would probably be homeless. Which means that he would probably be the one on the corner preaching the word, just like he said to do, go and preach the word. So he'd probably be on the corner, homeless, preaching the word. And all of y'all would probably be walking past him, making fun of him, spitting out his face, and not even listening to what he has to say. Yeah. You feel me? According to the book, I could be one of the remnant. I bear the mark. Of, I hear the calling that, that only a, a few can hear. You know what I'm saying? I bear the mark. I see things. Heck, I could be one of the remnant. You don't know, bro. You know That's the saying? thing. Like, and and I, I'm cool with not knowing. I'm cool with the theories. And some people, because that's like you can't touch that. And that's some something that you know we can begin to kind of kind of start chipping away little things with people's belief system to kind of let them let their guard down a little bit, not to destroy what you believe, but just so that you'll be open to new right. ideas or ideas that are quite old that are that you're reading over that you have no idea that you're even reading because you right. You, because you can't comprehend it because you've been told that it's this. And you, then when you read it, you're like, wow, they're talking about spirits coming back and influencing us and a- interacting with them. Let's, let's study more about that. That's in your right. Bible. Like, you know what I'm saying? But when you, I, I read over those scriptures for years, but then right. more revelation each time I went back, like, hold on, let me, let me do some research on this and see what the hell they're talking about. I was like, wow, this is, right. this is deep. Jesus talking about this stuff, you know? Yeah, for real. And, uh, you know, just the same way as cats that would uh, say, hey, you know, we're demonic, this or that, you know, we're speaking these evil things. And it's like uh, some of those cats would be the same cats that I'd be talking about the Nephilim. And they'll be like, yo, what are you talking about? And they'll be like, yo, it's in your book. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, what the heck? Um, we're, we're confused out here. And you know what I'm saying? And that's why now there's uh, on the other side of the token, you've got cats that are confused and you've got cats that are trying to understand. Mm-hmm. You me? And yeah, that's what we share something in common with. Understand. That's what helped me with religion and getting over my religious paradigm is I'm dealing with people who have no idea anything about the Christian standpoint or the Bible. But when I build with them, I see myself in them. The same experiences, they, you know what I'm saying? They could be a Muslim. They could be Hindu. But I see that that truth seeker within them that they're seeking and not this, that they're seeking, but they're, they're tuned in. Yeah. And the same things are happening with them. Exactly. That are happening with us. You and, feel me? Yeah. Uh, and just the same way as you can have a Muslim, you can have a Hindu, you can have whatever religion. If they are, um, that helped me so much, man. Yeah. And just the same way as when you're praying, there's things that happen when you pray. Why? Because you're pushing intent onto something. There's something that happens when you're doing that with multiple people, just you like in the word. It, the power of spoken word, yeah. 100%. And in the word, it says where two or more are gathered in the name, you can move mountains. And why can't you? You know what I'm saying? Because it's the collective. That's concept. universal law, man. 100%. Yeah. 
And when, when people don't understand is universal law. All these esoteric books are great and written in parables, but they're all a spinoff of what is real, and that is universal law. And until you understand universal law, you don't really and, and understand yourself. Just like Socrates said, know thyself. If you don't know thyself and you don't know universal law, then what are you? Yep. What are you following? If you can't control your own mind, who's controlling your mind? Because all that I know is a lot of these religious institutions out here are not from where you think they're from. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you might know, but most, some of these cats out here don't. And we're not out here to say, hey, you need to follow this. You need we're not even saying that you need to follow anything. Yeah. All that we're talking about, though, is, hey, there's things going on. Us as humanity are being led a different direct, uh, a very horrible direction. And we haven't even dove deep on that kind of stuff. You can have me on another time and I can t- talk about yeah. we do. We'll, we'll have to do it again, man. Uh, we're already over two hours. This is a good one. I, I mean, I used to do all, all the episodes used to be two to three hours long, but I've, I was, I've yeah. cut back. But now, nah, dude, it's been a great it's, it's been a great discussion, Dorian. Um, go ahead and give your links out, your information if people want to follow you because people I know they have questions and uh, yeah. especially For about sure. CERN and stuff like that. They want to they want to go oh, in. Yeah. More. I'll have you back on again, but go ahead and share your, your Instagram links and how people can follow your work man for sure so check it man this is my first time on zoom so do i just uh do i type it or do i just tell everybody just say it and i'll put it in the descriptions That's on everything what's up. i yeah. appreciate that and uh so yeah storing dimensions uh i'm not out here looking for any type of i'm not promoting anything i'm not trying to sell <laughs> anything i mean i'm just out here uh continuing to dive deep uh and i'm looking to uh connect with others that are looking to dive deep or have answers or questions as well um in regards to multitude of life spirituality consciousness cern uh the tedo all of that <laughs> uh, i get it i understand yeah. it i lived this life you know what i'm saying and uh with that being said my intentions are nothing but pure only for the light and Literally, I feel that it's my calling, and I'm sure you probably do as well, to spread the word, advance this consciousness. Yeah. Y'all don't understand. Y'all, the technology, we, we hold an iPhone in our hand. This is more powerful than the Apollo 11. And you better believe that this is the iPhone 8 that just came out a few months ago. This phone was already created 10 years ago. And if you don't think that it was, then you need to understand how things are ran and yeah. how things work. You understand? <laughs> but anyway, hey. Yeah. In dimensions, you can find what? me on Instagram at Realm Renegade. That's R E A L M R E N E D A D E. Realm Renegade. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna be probably making some YouTube videos. If, right. if anybody wants to reach out to me and you know wants me to maybe talk about a subject or something like that, yeah. I'm gonna do that. You know, it's, I it's have to throw this out there, man. I think I have to throw this out there, and, and I don't mean it to be offensive. Hopefully, you won't take yeah, it. Yeah, you're good. You're kind of like a, a woke Fousey tube, bro. Fousey tube? You know who that is? <laughs> yeah, because Fousey? people said I looked like this cat. Yeah. <laughs> woke Fousey tube, baby, dude. If he could do yeah. it, you could do it better, man. Yeah, Definitely. man. And and all that I'm looking to do, real talk, is uh, um, I, I believe in, like, the, the path of the light worker and everything like that. And, you know – and raising the vibration because everything is, is frequency, consciousness, attaching that the vibration and frequency and higher consciousness. We as a species are literally walking around this planet like we're two years old with the mindset that we have. We're mm-hmm. entertained by anything and we believe everything. You feel me? Yeah. All that we do is we sit in front of a medium and watch grown men throw a leather ball around a field <laughs> for hours. 
And then cats want to talk about they know stuff going on in this world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't watch none of that stuff. And yet, I still understand all that stuff. I still know who's playing. You know mm. what I'm saying? I still know the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Patriots versus the Eagles, which that was a whole Masonic, a whole Masonic ritual in itself. Just having those two teams play and what those two teams represent. You know what I'm saying? You've got the yeah. team that represents uh, the corporate U.S. And then you've got the team that represents the Phoenix Rising. Of course, they allowed the, uh, the Patriots to end the game at 33. There we go, talking about the, the numerology and everything like that. And the 33 with the rise of the new currency in 2018 from the cover of The Economist. Yo, I can keep going. Yeah. But anyway, y'all can right, brother. We'll do it again uh, soon, man. Let's do it soon, brother, for sure, man. And I appreciate you having me on. I loved it. Heck yeah, brothers. Good building with you, man. Let's do it again. For sure. All right. Shalom, shalom. Peace. Shalom. Dorian, Realm Renegade, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I'm connected with some really cool people. Like, it's so funny. Like, as my um, podcast grows and the channel grows, a lot of new people, you know, come out the woodworks and they say, hey, I got something to offer. And I check them out. And trust me, out, out of all the requests that I get, for people to come on the show. I don't let just anybody come on here. I check him out, make sure he's handling his business, make sure he's, he's sane, you know what I'm saying? All of this stuff. So I try to do a little bit of research on people. Like some people reach out to me and they're like totally over the top and they're just kind of scary. You know, I try to stay away from a lot of those people. So you guys should, uh, you know, thank me that <laughs> some of these guests that come on. I think I find some really cool people, man. Some of those guys, I can't, I can't let them slip through. And I think for the most part, I haven't let anybody slip through who uh, is making it up or, or is dangerous or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? So I think I've done a pretty good job as far as that's concerned. A um, couple things I want to address here. Uh, I think it was Lil T. Okay. Yeah. I think it was Lil T asked in the, in the chat about um, what are some Bible references on um, divining or divination that she can share with her husband. So, cause he thinks all of that is evil. Uh, I've been talking about that. I'm working on a, um, uh, a teaching or whatever. I'm just getting all my notes together. I'll, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on it, but I'll give you these scriptures. Cause uh, obviously we're talking about religion. Most, uh, Christians will believe it. If you can show it to them in the Bible, like if you can show it to them that it's there in the text, they can read it for themselves. And then that's how they believe. So, I'll give you a couple of scriptures here that you can read for yourself and then uh, share with him. But some of the ones that I've wrote down here, I'll give them to you. You can go back and uh, write these down if you don't have a paper and pen. But uh, Proverbs 16:33 talks about the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. The disciples practiced a form of divination called the casting of lots. It was done in the Old Testament. It's like drawing straws and uh, the rolling of the dice, and it's actually called cleromancy, where they can roll these dice or throw bones, you know. It, there's so many different forms of it, and one form is tarot cards of uh, um, using divination or what is called the casting of lots. The disciples did it in Acts chapter 2, I believe it was. Um, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 1. This is in the next scripture, Acts one twenty six, And they drew lots for them, and they fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. So they had to get a new apostle. Um, and they didn't know who to pick. There was two guys. They had to, they, they had to pick, uh, uh, 12. They had to keep it at 12. There's some, there's some interesting information about the government of 12 and how many people that you can, um, pour into 
of only being 12 people and why Jesus chose 12 disciples and not getting into the astrotheology part of the the, um, 12 signs of the Zodiac, 12 months of the year, 12 tribes, all of that stuff all coincides. But Acts 126 is the New Testament reference. Uh, There's some other good ones. Genesis chapter 30, verse 27. But Laban said unto him, if I have found favor in your eyes, please, please stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, name your wages and I will pay them. So it says that he learned through practicing divination that the Lord, Yahweh, um, has blessed him because of him uh, dealing with Jacob there. So that's Genesis thirty twenty seven, also Genesis 44 and 15. Joseph said to them, what is this that you have done? Don't you know that a man like me can find things out by divination? This is uh, Joseph, which who is a, um, a follower of Yahweh, someone who's trained in all the ways of, of Israel and, and Egypt as well. And he uses divination to, uh, to find things out. And these are different uh, practices that, that can be done. And, and the key to divination is intention. As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall it be. It is evil uh, in your eyes if it's... Um, it's it's evil only in your eyes. Like people people demonize what they don't understand. And so us here in the West, we demonize the term divination. So I've got a bunch of more notes here, but I, I want to share this maybe in a a particular video or, or podcast episode or whatever that is just dedicated to getting that out. And I'm trying to see what's the best medium for that to work. Um, so I, I will say that um, I do have something to promote. I have a new album. Uh, coming out. The pre-orders are available now. So people who want to support the work and support my music, you can go and purchase the pre-order. Every copy will be autographed. Um, there's also, if you do a pre-order, you'll be entered into a contest to uh, to receive a big uh, wall tapestry with uh, the album promo art on it. It looks really cool. You can see all that on the website too. Um, so the new album is entitled Seer. There is a new um, video that just dropped yesterday to promote the song alpha and uh so we shot the video and i edited and did all the work myself that's available make sure you go watch that i think it's pretty cool um and then like i said as well uh the the album is to be released on april the 20th 420 we'll be doing an album release party here in mobile alabama if you guys want to check out hotels or something like that and come come uh hang out with us and and, um celebrate the release of this album we're going to be doing uh going to be doing a concert for that um so that, the concert is free. Check it out. TrueSeeker.com. All the information is there. Again, thank you to everybody who's supporting my work on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is 100% the best way to promote uh, my work, to promote the podcast, my music, and essentially my family to help me to continue doing what I'm doing. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm in a weird in-between place right now to see if this is going to work out to be able to do it full time, trying to get my bills as low as I can and trying to uh, make money off of my music and, and, and different ways I do graphic art and things like that. So see if it's going to pan out. So, uh, and I think it is, man. I think it is. There is that fear and there's that doubt that likes to kick in. But every time I just I continue my faith and trusting in God and, and what he's doing in my life, um, miracles come out, out the woodwork. You know what I'm saying? I get, um, I get blessings from people who, uh, who are, uh, donating with money or sending me work uh, to build a website or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? So, just uh, I'm excited about the future and, and every, everything that's happening with this podcast, reaching so many um, new people who are listening. There's so many people 
um, who I've tried to reach out to bigger names to get on the show. And I've heard no response. And this has been months now their publicists are reaching out to me, wanting them to come on the show and want me to share their links on my, my website and things like that for, for new albums and big name artists and stuff. So we're in talks with some, some bigger names to come on the show and I'm excited. We're pushing uh, close to episode number 100, which would be really cool to have one of those bigger names as the hundredth episode. I wanted to be somebody, somebody big. Uh, I just interviewed Carrie Cassidy last week. I'm probably going to make that uh, live maybe tomorrow, but I'm going to get that edited and post it up. I interviewed Carrie Cassidy. Um, she, like, it was crazy. Her, her fan, fan base is all kind of, um, gravitated towards what I'm doing and sent me all kind of loving messages. And they, they was able to see her in a, in another light. Cause like, if you listen to a lot of the project Camelot stuff, which is, which I've been into at the beginning of my awakening and stuff. And, and so it was just an honor to have her on my show. And then like a week before, um, I was on her show. So it was an honor to do that, but there's always, there's usually tension there when you have, um, an agenda or you have a belief system. And I used to have that, uh, tension, like I said, when I was dealing with religion and you had to believe that this is how everything works. And I have friends who are still there. They have to be right about everything. And the Bible says can two walk together unless they agree, agree. So that, so to them, that means if you disagree on anything, then you guys can't build together or be friends. And it gets really weird and uh, sectarian and I'm right, you're wrong type deal. Um, so it was beautiful to, to get those comments of people just enjoying to see Carrie Cassidy laugh, to see her smile um, and be excited to do an interview versus like having your guard up. So it was really fun. And I'll say this, if you watch those interviews, go back and watch the interview of me on her show and then come back and watch the interview of her on my show and look at the countenance. So I got, and I, I say that I totally noticed it, but I'm getting a lot of messages from her fan base, thanking me uh, for validating her work and just have, just seeing her have fun and smile and things like that. So all the new listeners, man, who, who are who are listening now because of, you know, the work that we're doing and being consistent, Welcome aboard, man. Thank you guys for for hanging out with me. And if you're listening this long, we're two hours and 22 minutes into this podcast. If you're sticking around for this long, there's something that resonates with you, man. Um, If you guys uh, find this show valuable, if if, if you're able to, uh, I would ask you to please support via Patreon at any level of giving per month, man. It helps me to continue to do this. You get exclusive um, podcasts. You get my full discography, which is 10 plus albums. There's some good music on there, I heard. Check it out. Also, all the new music that I'm releasing now for the new album. I'm promoting the new album, but if you're a patron, like you already got the new album. Because every time I get done with something, it's uploaded straight to Patreon. So uh, everybody who gives, you guys get access to that. You also get access to the School of the Mystics. And so essentially what that is, we're building a community here um, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central. Um, we're meeting on zoom and building with the community and, uh, we're talking about spiritual issues. We're discussing topics and, and, uh, and I'm getting to meet you guys, which is really cool. We're getting to hang out for usually around two hours of just talking, just being there. If people need prayer, we pray. People just need somebody to talk to. We just show up. And, uh, so, so like many people are just displaced. Obviously a lot of people listen to this come out of religion or they're in a church, and they've had experiences or encounters 
that they've been told to demonize, but just deep down within them, they feel like it's not bad. Um, and that could be something as little as having a beer, right? Like somebody who enjoys drinking a beer at a party or listening to a different type of music. I don't care what it is. So much weird stuff that goes on in, in, in churches and stuff. And you feel like an outcast and you, and you can't talk about this stuff. This is what this podcast is doing. And, um, it's awesome to, to hear your stories. I get emails daily. I try to respond to each and every one. So if you guys want to reach out, feel free, feel free to do that. Um, but I, I, I get the messages, man. And I, I see the fruit in the work that that's being done. So thank you guys for supporting my work. Patreon.com backslash true seeker. You can support that way. Um, also I'm getting a lot of comments and, uh, and messages of people asking me about the books that I'm into. They want to know books that have blessed me books that I, recommend or whatever. And so there's a couple different ways that I can uh, share some of these books with you. If you go to truthseeker.com, you can buy physical copies there. I have a link uh, to a page that I'm affiliated with that I get a kickback from every book that's purchased there. But there's probably eight or nine books there that um, really have helped me out on on my journey. And you can get those links there. Um, Also through Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com backslash truthseeker, there, if you sign up for an account, you get a free audiobook download, and some of the books that I've mentioned are there as well. Uh, one big one is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Changed my life. I'm doing what I'm doing today because of that book. Another one is The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. Um, those books are available via um, the Audible trial as well. You can download those books there. Uh, those books changed my life, man. I, I, I definitely recommend them. And it's funny, too. Because as I'm recommending them to, to different friends who are on their spiritual journey, I'm, I'm getting to see what it's doing to them. <laughs> it's awesome to like share the alchemist with somebody and then see what it does to them or share um, the book by Rick Joyner, my, my friend Chris Bars. He's, he's just got done reading that whole series and his life's turn, turned upside down now of synchronicities and spirituality and, and going to these deeper levels of understanding how God works uh, to us and speaks to us and through us and things like that. It's beautiful to see that stuff. So make sure you check that stuff out. It supports my work. They, we, I get a good kickback on um, uh, Audible. So audibletrial.com, audibletrial.com backslash truthseeker and uh, sign up there. And um, that's pretty much it, man. There's all kind of, man, I got, I got, you know, I got CDs and T-shirts and all that stuff. I get a kickback on all that. So any th- th- those are ways that you can support where you, you get stuff back versus just uh, sending me money or something like that. So any and if you have no money, you can't give uh, just simply sh- just simply share the, the, the interviews, share the music and stuff. All of that helps out. Go check out that new video and uh, leave me a comment. Send me an email. I love you guys. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. Oh, I'll be back tonight, too, with another interview. Uh, I was kind of under the weather yesterday, and I was supposed to be a guest on a podcast, and I wasn't able to do it. And then so uh, and I had another show that I was supposed to do with Joshua um, Fluman, um, but we're going to do that tonight. So uh, I think it's uh, 7 p.m. Central tonight. We'll be back. I love you guys. Peace and shalom. Peace.
Goodbye.